Pokémon. Yeah, yeah, the skeleton. That was super cute. It was just. Was that yesterday? That was. That was yesterday. It wasn't only yesterday. Yeah, (laughs) that's when I made the Halloween calendar, right? It was two days ago then. That was two days ago. Monday, because it is Wednesday. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was on Monday. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it was Monday. Because he worked from home with me that day. It was so funny though, because I was like stressing, because like work and stuff. Well, it was fun, because like. Monday, we went up to Salt Lake to have breakfast because it was, like, my last supper before work got really crazy. Uh-huh, so, like, uh-huh. I texted Brad and I was at breakfast and I was like, don't talk to me for two hours because I'm having my last supper. And he was like, haha, okay. That's cute. But um, then we got back home and Jordan was supposed to work. And instead, he, I, he discovered that I had all my skeletons here for Halloween. Uh-huh. So, like, slowly throughout the day, I would just, like, hear him, like, rustling something, like, in <laughs> like the little- bedroom like plastic clinking yeah together. <laughs> and i would like walk in like it'd be wearing a different outfit <laughs> that's cute. like that in, like a different position that's cute. cute yeah they were really cute photos i like those I, i've been posting them on instagram on our yeah uh, on the yeah instagram. on the feed yeah okay oh so, i have some memes to send you yes i've yeah, been i want to post memes, memes to send you every day you can just log in instagram and post them to the story that's too. true yeah i can do that i've done that well let's just yeah start. let's start Hey guys, <laughs> it's me this time. Whoa, changing episode it up 46. after 46 episodes. Yeah, I think I did this one other time. Yeah, but we had, then we decided I had to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this one is real. 46 episode, let's go. <laughs> it's Halloween, what it's spooky. That? That's me. Sorry. I was like, oh, yeah. Because it was sorry. in threes too, and I was like, oh, <gasps> was it in threes? Yeah. Oh, I'm a demon. Well,. <laughs> You might be getting possessed by That's someone. That's why I'm talking first because I'm a demon now. It's not me. Oh, Lord. I'm a demon. You did send me that text early and you're like, am I going to get possessed? Holy shit. That was like a very aggressive text. Yeah, series. it was scary. In the in the end, it didn't end up being that. But I mean, he'll probably listen to Brigham will probably listen to this. This is Brigham's shout out. But <laughs> Brigham. Brigham, when you were talking to me, I was like waiting for the next text to be like, either tori or i we think we're possessed by something because i was like what the fuck are you getting like at? where are you getting with this <laughs> yeah because you're like is there anything worse than demons and yeah, i was like it was i don't know the shit do you have me. something to tell us i was like i don't know cthulhu i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm scared as fuck but yeah shout out to you brigham but for like a good 10 seconds i we are convinced i was like cory you're fucked <laughs> yeah i was like what if brigham like sends me like holy shit i think one of us is possessed by something i'm like i'm out <laughs> <laughs> i like never hear from i you just again. send you like the like arizona like catholic society <laughs> page <laughs> like i can't handle this <laughs> so yeah so hopefully you're not possessed he's like listening to this he's like shit i guess they're no help as his like <laughs> wife screaming doing back i'm sorry i just row. researched this stuff i won't help you with this stuff it's <laughs> scares me <laughs> <laughs> yeah watch like uh look like w- watch this is the end if you want to learn how to do an exorcism <laughs> wait did we say who we are we didn't we oh did hi it. so hey welcome to our podcast welcome. anyways this is your sex life we are your halloween hotties yeah bitch i'm channa i'm Corey. 
and uh, welcome y'all so it's episode 46 very exciting we're getting really close to our year episode which is episode 50 yeah um and for the episode we are doing listener stories so we need we're looking for about 12 more listener stories so if you are listening to this right now, pull over or like stop with whatever the fuck you're doing because we know you have a spooky story and send it to us. Yeah. You can send it to us through Instagram on our Instagrams, Anyway Says Her Sex Life, or through our website, which is ahyslpodcast.com. We're at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. Com. 4 minutes 20 seconds. By what? <laughs> 420. We're at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh. <laughs> I just looked and saw. I was like, Sorry. make sure your story is 4 minutes and 20 seconds long. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you can send it to us like multiple different ways. Facebook, Messenger, yes. Instagram, through our website. If you just go to our website, you can access all of our social media pages and you can just contact it's us It's beautiful. Channa did a beautiful job. Go look at our fucking website. I just revamped the whole thing. It's, it's beautiful. really good. Um, so our deadline is November 1st because we're going to re- be recording the Listener Stories episode that night. So send it to us by November 1st. Anything past November 1st, we'll have to go into the next batch. But we are looking for 12 more. So <gasps> Also, can I spoil it? it? Yeah. I'm not spoiling really anything because we've talked about it already. But we are doing another Campfire Stories. We are. Yes. So That's it's, bonus. It's fucking October. So this yes. is, we have a lot of goddamn content for you guys. And that is actually at the end of my announcement. So I'm glad we're talking about oh, it sorry. now. Okay. So make sure you follow or subscribe to us on whatever podcast streaming service you are currently using because we have a lot planned for October. Yeah. Like we're going to be releasing two or three just bonus episodes in general for October in addition to our regular episodes. So I think there's going to be like six or seven episodes. And then if you want more, we also have Patreon. So we there's a lot. And Guess what, bitch? We have a fucking Patreon. Yeah, and so our <laughs> Patreon, again, just go to our website, ahyslpodcast.com, yeah. and you can find all this info there. Y'all, there's three different tiers. One is $1, the second tier is $3, and the final tier is $7. You have goddamn $7 to yeah. give us. <laughs> and right now, like, there's already, what, two or three months worth of Patreon on there, so there's already, like, I think yes. today it said there's, there, like, 72 there, items or yeah, something. There, yeah, there are three There are three months of stuff that's worth, that's on there that you get access to all already just by like paying for a month and even if you just pay it for a month to get access to that we don't care because that's like a good show of just like people you know want to if you want to like support us you can just pay for one month of demon daddy and then get access to 72 different items yeah where that's like you know uh what's it three times three or so nine of those 72 items are easily over an hour of content yeah i mean it's fucking awesome it's like you know 10 hours of content and then you guys are pretty much sponsoring the alcohol in our podcast because the money is going towards that so it it means a lot to us and if you can't do patreon because i get it we broke sometimes we're we're broke i'm Um, broke all the time what you can do instead to make money is you can go ahead and leave us a or you can rate us on apple Podcasts or itunes whatever you call it Um, and that equals one entry or you could rate us and leave a review, and that equals two entries for our $50 Amazon gift yes. card giveaway. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So the deadline for this is by December 1st. So this is a longer one than listener stories. So all you have to do to be ent- to enter is um, or get your entries is just either rate us or review us or whatever the fuck you do, but take a screenshot of it and send it to us either through email or our website, Facebook, Instagram, you know the drill. And, and then I will respond being like, yes, like squirt emoji, squirt emoji or something like that. And I'll add you to the entry list. Um, so make sure you send us a screenshot, though, because some people have left reviews and I don't know who you are because you haven't sent me a screenshot. Yeah, so you won't get. Yeah. So I can't then. I can't enter you. So if you want us to enter you, 
Ooh. Then send us a screenshot. Send me your address. Um, <laughs> going, my final announcement is just touching upon something that Corey said earlier. I just re- revamped like the entire website. Um, on that is our is a faggot facts section and a spooky scoop section. So whenever like we go through faggot facts or spooky scoops, we're also going to be posting that directly on the website. And mm-hmm. There's going to be images and sometimes more details and things like that. So it's just going to be like a huge log of all of our past faggot facts and spooky scoops. Um, our website's great. Like I revamped yeah. it. I'm only going to add more. We're about to add a bunch of stuff to our YouTube channel. So like we have a lot of exciting plans. Yes, we we tried to already do that, but it's become a thing. We gotta we gotta figure something better. If you yeah. know how to work YouTube, like text us because like yeah. I we're so it's confused. just demanding that we find a way to encode the videos so it's better for streaming. Which all we have to do is probably search that online. But like you know, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, other thing is, oh my god, there's so many announcements. I'm so sorry. I also revamped our entire Instagram this week as well. Ooh. Follow us because I'm posting a lot of content there yes. that you won't see anywhere you else. You want spooky memes? Follow us. Yeah. So that's all my announcements. Okay. I'm done. Done. Okay. Cool. Yay. Yes. <laughs> I-, I was going to interject, but I forgot about it. So it's probably not that important. But also I like just chugged. I have a bottle of champagne. So are you drunk? Yeah. I'm feeling it. I'm on that like come up where you're like, I could do this all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you're like, wait. Me on Molly. <laughs> I'm like, why oh do I feel God. like this all the time? I'm like, oh, because I'm so fucking depressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so if y'all have ever uh, read A Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, the, he has a thing called, I think it's Soma, where it's like, it's described as like all the benefits of alcohol and Xanax, but minus like the repercussions uh-huh. and the hangover. Or, or it's like, it, it, what it, I think he describes it as, all of the positives of alcohol and religion minus the repercussions of them. Oh, that's fun. And so I just like, whenever I take Molly, I'm just like, what if I felt like this all the time and like had Soma? Oh my God. Yeah. It, but we I'll, can't do Molly all the time because then we end up depressed as fuck. I'll tell you what though. If somehow we could capture the feeling of Molly without the chemicals all the time, if the world would, would humans be ever place. get anything done though, but the world would be a better place. We would just be constantly raving. It would be so. It would be, be like Europe. Place. Yeah, it'd be like God It'd be like Europe. Germany. <laughs> yeah, like I guess the, the world would be Germany. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like shout out to our German listeners because we do have German listeners. What's up? Yes, we do. We do. We have listeners from all over the world. It's very exciting. I actually almost did a castle in Germany today, but then most of the information was from a German website, like the best like you know um, information was from a german website that had to translate so then each sentence was a little fucked up because like you know german written german is like different from actually spoken german you actually conjugate it maybe not conjugate it but you organize the grammar in a different way when you write versus when you speak it's crazy whatever but we have english which is the most fucked up language in the world so whatever Okay. Yeah. Moving on. We're getting into our shit. Yeah. English is hard. Yeah, I, it's been 24 years now, and I'm still sometimes, I'm like. And I can't spell success. I can't. <laughs> or like. <laughs> if there's two C's and S's in the word, I can't fucking spell that oh word. Oh, my God. I don't know when those happen. That is so. There are like a few words. Like, for example, my old company. Succeed, succession. I don't like fuck it. Like, my old company had the word referral in it. Oh, referral. And I was like, two F's, two R's. Like, what in the <laughs> or like definitely i always want to say yeah like there's uh, a defiant few, yeah. i always spell defiantly, defiantly. god damn uh, it you know what's another what used to be another hard word was calendar 
Yeah. I fucking hate the word calendar. Or the classic Wednesday. Because when uh, you're a kid, you always have to, I still say Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I always say that in my, wor- <laughs> in my fucking mind. Goddamn English. Yeah. Everyone just learn it so you can get a job and then fuck off. Yeah, because it's stupid. <laughs> it's hard. Like, I every single day, I'm, like, writing out an email. And I'm like, is this the time that I use this word? Yep. <laughs> Am I sp- I'm you're like, like am I even, spelling this I don't even word? know anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so let's get into faggots. Um, so for my faggot, uh, faggot <laughs> fact, Chan and I did this without even planning it. Um, we are both making our spooky scoops and or oh, yeah. faggot facts a little Halloween themed. It's so cute. Um, so it's going to be really cute. We talked about it today on messaging without even like planning it. We're like, oh my God, you did it too. So my first faggot fact th- for the Halloween season is going to be about six classic queer horror films. Okay. Yes. I will only do one other horror related thing. I think at the end of the, or like, you know, every, not the next faggot fact, but the one after that. So in the middle of October, I'm going to give you like six other queer horror films that are less known. Okay. Just I so like, like so like it's beginning of the month. I want to give y'all some queer horror that you can go watch that has either. What is that? Is that? I that was a little weird. Hope yeah. So. Um. So it's either like these are like uh films that are either uh overtly queer or they have like very heavy queer subtext to yeah. them. Okay. So you can like super like as you're watching it, especially if you are queer, you're like, wait, what the fuck? You're like gay. Yeah. You're like just kiss already. You know, etc. Yeah. Um. If you're not, you can still like um. You know, there's a whole big theory and stuff like that where queer people actually really pick up on that a lot more than sh- than straight or non-queer people do Mm. um and that is that is true to some to some extent but also not to others we don't need to get into all that whatever okay so um let's just get into these six classic queer horror films these uh films aside from being queer that what i just said these are accessible films that really aren't that scary okay so if you don't you're like number one i mean i love horror so that might be a little they might be a little bit scary at some points but none of these are going to be really crazy. Um, one of these might be a little bit, and I'll tell you which one it is when I get to You're it. You're like, Saw. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Sinister. Sinister. So gay. Not scary. So, so gay, so not gay, scary. Not scary. You know, it'd be a fun faggot fact for you to do this Halloween season. Yes. Um, the most popular Halloween costumes for like gay men. Yeah, I was looking up shit like that, like that, and like the most popular uh, uh, Halloween parties and stuff like that that Ooh, people go to. Like yeah, the crazy. I was gay looking Halloween up party. one like that. I think that'll be one of them, definitely. That'd be a fun. I might one. combine that into one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is Fright Night in 1985. Um, there is a remake of Fright Night with Colin Farrell, and Colin Farrell's hot, hot as fucking goddamn hot. anything you can think of. Hot, hot, hot. hot um, and hot. there's actually a sex video of him with his. A uh, girlfriend in the early 2000s who is a model. Good for her. Um, I think she posted it after they broke up. Oh, it's fucking hot. Porn. It's fucking hot. She's hot. He's hot. His dick's hot. Her boobs and vagina and body are hot. It's it's actually like crazy. It's like I, a bisexual's wet dream. I love looking at celebrity nudes. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. If you if you type <laughs> in like Colin Farrell sex tape in Pornhub, it'll pop up. It's it's actually really damn hot. Nice. It, he has like a great dick too. Noted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Noted. That's like a, when Dave Franco like or like I think it was Dave or James Franco's nudes release. Jennifer <gasps> yeah. Lawrence. Like I've seen them all. Anytime you've seen Jay, I haven't seen hers. Jennifer Lawrence. I felt bad. She got hers, mad, though. so I didn't go look at it. I, I well see. Yeah, I saw 
So I was like, like <laughs> I was on some internet posts and they're like Jennifer Lawrence's nudes and I like cl- I clicked on it You're immediately. Like, I guess I can't not. <laughs> yeah, and then like I like re- I like went on Facebook and it was like a BuzzFeed article about Jennifer Lawrence reaction and I was like, God damn it, yeah. I'm the problem. See, I think I saw I, I realized it happened like two or three days later. <laughs> so I saw an article where she was like, Hey, like that was not cool and I actually am really fucked up about it and I was like, Okay, I won't go look at them. Yeah. 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 And I'm someone where like my nudes have been released. To, <gasps> yeah. Like, thousands of people and i didn't want that to happen so i get it but yeah. uh but, yeah. but also jennifer it's Lawrence like she's nude. yeah it's <laughs> like how could you not see them yeah like <laughs> like the second i read like james franco's nudes jennifer lawrence's nudes i'm just like, like i'm going to look them up i'm fucking i'm fucking clicking on like, that clickbait <laughs> okay so fright night how did we get on the, oh because colin farrell did the remake okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about the OG one with, you know, if you've seen A Princess Bride, the guy who has six fingers, the prince. Yeah. He is actually the vampire. So the synopsis oh. of this of this movie is vampire, this six-fingered guy, prince from Princess Bride. He's a vampire. He moves in next door. It's basically rear window, but like with kids as they're like looking in next door as a vampire moved in. And mm-hmm. so this teenager is just like, what the fuck? Like there's a vampire and nobody's believing him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um it is super it's super like a ton of gay subtext that's not overtly gay um basically actually one of the main vampires which his name is evil ed he um is played by this guy named Stephen joffrey who is actually an out gay guy even at the time he was out and gay and he played he played it you can tell he's a little gay even into it you get like that 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 you know subtext the gay vibe. and even like you know the the guy who plays the prince in the princess bride like he's very haughty very like yeah you know a little gay you can feel it and it sort of transitions into the uh into the film as well um also this guy stephen joffreys um he's a real actor he he did a porn <gasps> and it, you can if you go on if you go on P- Pornhub and type in stephen joffreys you can How? watch it i watched it today so many porns come yeah so many porn movie. yeah <laughs> Um, so that's Fright Night. Go watch it. Really, all these, all these, like all these films, like are good films. I've seen them; they're really good. Okay. Next one is Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. This is crazy gay. This is not a uh, subtext gay. This is exactly like a hundred percent gay. There gay. are man butt man butts throughout this. Gay. One of the uh, like co-stars who like could be considered a love interest of the main guy. Um, the whole time you think the love interest, the forced heterosexual love interest girl, is like, hey, like. You be my friend, love me, blah 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 blah, and the main guy is just like who isn't actually a gay man Ooh. in real life. He, um, you know, like there's so it's much gay. to say about this game. Like, yeah, it, it, this is a motherfucking gay. gay as fuck movie. <laughs> you need to go see it. There, it's so gay that the actor is actually touring the state right now or the country right now because he made a documentary about how gay this film was <laughs> and how he is one of the That's screen amazing. queens. He's known as a scream queen. Oh my god! Because he screamed so loud and, and shrill and stuff like that, and just how the effect of, like the director versus the writer versus him in like trying to make this uh, like you know a combination of the three or one or two of them of the three is trying to make the film less gay while the other ones are trying to make it gay etc 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 go watch this film there are literally the coach 
they go to a gay bar. The coach is at a gay bar. Like this high school boy's coach is at a gay bar. Mm-hmm. The high school boy or the Freddy Krueger basically possesses the boy during this movie. And he goes to the uh, locker rooms and then goes to the showers where the coach is then tied up <gasps> naked and then killed by him. Like oh. this is gay as fuck. Okay. That's hot. Like it's, yeah, it's actually sort of hot. Yeah. It's hot too. It's hot and gay. Gay as fuck. Came out in 1985. It's Nightmare. It's like, you know, Freddy Krueger 2. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Go watch it. Number three is Jennifer's Body. Came out in 2009. Oh, classic. Crazy ahead of its time. Yeah. We watched this at San Diego in the middle of July. I think you you and what? Jordan were fucking Ew, yeah. in, that, that... in the room while we were all outside watching it. Yeah, it was like, just one night. I'm I'm like, it was like I have night. no memory No, of yeah. That. Y'all, y'all had gone to bed and it was just on or something like we that. We were fucking. <laughs> yeah y'all hadn't gone to bed <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so basically very ahead of its time film it actually like super flunked in the bot like uh bombed in the box office but over the past few years it's like gotten a huge cult following like everybody loves this film um very smart film very um like very like lesbian heavy like sexual uh, overtones and undertones yeah it's megan fox and amanda seyfried um they like uh, Megan Fox basically gets uh sacrificed by this cult or by this band who's trying to become famous because they're like you know trying to sacrifice this girl to the devil. And it I turns out it. she wasn't a virgin, so it flips and she becomes she becomes a succubus that feeds off of high school boys. And then the, the whole like lesbian Same. context is like Amanda Seyfried's uh character and Megan is in love with Megan Fox's character. It's really fun, super sexual, awesome. Okay, next one. Number four is The Lost Boys. <gasps> yes, 1987. <laughs> um, basically, a pair of brothers um, move into a small town, and it turns out that like the there some there's vampires in this town, and they try and get the Michael, the older brother, to join their little vampire shit. Michael. Um, it's, yeah, it's just there's crazy sexual undertones. There's basically <laughs> vampirism in this movie is basically a metaphor for homosexuality and or AIDS. It's great, love it. It's it's the it's my Halloween tradition. Yeah. Every Halloween, since my Aunt Nancy showed me this movie like 10 years ago, I watch Lost Boys and I eat Chinese food because it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. Oh, no. Yeah. I it's a great. It's a great. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's in it. He's awesome. He's the two one. Corys are in it. The two Corys are and in it. And now this Corys talking about it. Yeah. Crazy Inception. And, and there's a husky named Anuk. Aww. And Anuk is the greatest dog in the history of dogs. I would die for Anuk. And Anuk would die for you. God damn. Does he? Yeah, he like fights them off. He fights a fucking vampire. Yeah, he does. Spoiler, but it came out in the eighties, so fuck you. Yeah, very and it's true. Sexy, like the movie. It is sexy. Will make you wet. Yeah, and there's like a ton of like so gay male undertones, also like between Michael and the Michael. Lost Boys, like the vampires with Kiefer Sutherland and that whole gang. Yeah, but also the younger brother, literally has like a pinup poster of uh Rob Lowe. Like yeah, he all does. sexualized in his he room does. and then he has a t-shirt a crop top t-shirt that says i love to shop he's like considered canonically gay yeah like in the movie anyways moving on number uh, number five is chillerama which came out in 2011 all i have to say it's an anthology movie which means there's little different movies inside of the whole movie that somewhat tie together all you know are tied together through like an intermission film or whatever an anthology okay. just means there's different little movies inside of this one movie okay they all have a theme or they share like one main narrative a little bit but they're mostly their own little stories okay 
Here are the three of the four stories. One is about a Nazi killing Frankenstein-esque monster. The second nice. one is about a giant sperm oh. <laughs> that attacks New York. Sick. And the third one is about is a 60s beach musical <gasps> style movie where a kid realized that is that he's gay when he runs into a biker, a wear bear leather daddy biker gang. Okay, that sounds like <laughs> my exact fucking kink in a movie. Exactly. Like I that movie might have been designed just for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's amazing. Sixties beach musical involving leather daddies. Are you kidding me? Yeah, who are wear bears. <laughs> I could cry. And they make like a hot ass twink realize that he's gay. <laughs> that's like <laughs> like that's all I want. We need to go watch that. Did you did you see it? I've seen it before. It's awesome. I'm so Yeah. And the like the connection of it all is that there these people drive into a like double triple feature Fun. and then they start getting attacked by these like sex the sex parasite i can't remember off the top of my head and so Sick. like in between each movie like that story progresses where they all just start fucking and like they like <laughs> turned into sex zombies sort of like um cronenberg's first movie i can't think of it right now um it's canadian they're all in a fucking hotel i can't think of it right now no off the top of my head it's okay we'll get over it i'll think of it like you know an hour from now it's fine okay um last one the craft Oh, duh. Duh, 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 my, duh. my second favorite Halloween movie next yeah. to Lost Boys. If you're listening to this right now and you consider yourself queer in any, you know, or LGBTQIA, that's what I mean by queer. Um, and you haven't seen The Craft, just go watch it right now. Just stop listening to us and go watch it. So I, I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this a few times, but The Craft is the reason why I got into the Ouija board yes. and witchcraft and Wicca. Yeah. It's because of my Aunt Nancy. Shout out to you, homegirl. Yeah. She showed me The Craft when I was a sophomore in high school. Did and she I, listen to this? And I, no, she, she doesn't want to because she knows she'll lose respect for me. Because she was like, Chana, she's like, you are like perfect Chana in my head. And like, <laughs> oh I my will God. love you less. I love, I love the realness of her just being like, I know that you're not perfect, but I think you are. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, She's like, yeah, I'm not going to shatter this like version of Chana on my head. That's good. Because Nancy healthy. and I are like best friends. But um, <laughs> she showed me the craft and I like watched the movie and I thought to myself, how can I be one of these girls? Yes. And I was like, boom, witchcraft. So I witchcraft. like bought a Wicca book and started doing Ouija boards. Fuck yeah. And that's when I started wearing all black. And it's like, I like every year I, when I watch the craft, it makes me want to jump right back into yeah. like 15 year old Chana. Like if you don't, if you like... If you see the cover of this movie and you aren't enticed to watch it, fuck you. Like fuck you. Don't don't even listen to our podcast anymore. I don't want you to. Yeah, like everybody from like, you know, a straight white male Trump supporter to like the queerest most queer person you can think of would like this movie. To like the most Mormon person would like this movie. Yeah. Like it's so fucking fun. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. So those are my six classic queer horror films to go watch. So go fucking watch at least four of them this Halloween season. Yeah. Specifically Lost Boys and the Craft. Yeah. Because they're yeah, my favorites. Yeah. Okay. So now I have my spooky scoop. It's a long one. Yeah. Go for it. That was actually a little bit longer than I thought mine was going to be. Sorry. So my, yeah, mine's definitely a long one. So sorry in advance. So buckle everybody. up, cunts. Okay. So my spooky scoop is to get y'all in the mood for Halloween because Halloween is the whole month of October to us, obviously. And uh, that means it's time to go to some motherfucking haunted houses. So I picked out my favorite. Well, I haven't been to most of these, but <laughs> I researched like 25. You're like, we just went across country all week. <laughs> <laughs> that would be 
fun. That'd be the life. So I, I researched like 25 or 30 haunted houses and I narrowed it down to my personal top 13. Yes. The ones I would want to go to, except the last one. The last one I talk about is you could never pay me enough money to go to. Actually, okay. like three of these, you could never pay me enough money to go to. Is that the McCainley to. Manor? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. But so I'm going to talk about the best, the 13 best haunted houses, according to yes. Chana and also Corey. <sighs> Um, in no particular order, except the very last ones, the scariest. So yeah. that one is in a particular order. The first one is called Netherworld. Ooh. This is in Stone Mountain, Georgia. Oh. Georgia Peach. So this fucking haunted house is 70,000 square feet of horror. The 2019 themes are Night of the Gorgon. Gorgon? Gorgon. Is that yeah. the thing from Stranger Things? Like Demi Gorgon. Yeah. yeah. But that's also uh, Medusa is a Gorgon. Ooh, that's spooky. Yeah. And cold-blooded. So Netherworld has both indoor and outdoor haunted houses, four escape rooms, and fucking laser tag. Okay, because why not? Uh, Ooh, spooky laser tag would be fun. Now, this is really cool, and you'll actually really like this this little part about Netherworld. Uh, yes. So the reason why it's so famous is it has some of the most elaborate set designs and props that pretty much you can find. Yeah. Um, the set designs and props are so fucking amazing and extreme that like multiple Hollywood movies, blockbusters have been filmed there, like Zombieland, horror, like a variety of horror movies, things like that. And Rob Zombie rents the majority of his props from Netherworld because that's they're cool so extreme. for his intense movies. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Which I thought you would like this little like yeah, movie add in. That little fun fact. Okay. Next haunted house is called The Field of Screams Ooh. from Mountville, Pennsylvania. So the Field of Screams has multiple attractions from haunted hayrides. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You might have to say that again. Sorry, that came out of nowhere. That's okay. So Field of Screams has like multiple attractions from haunted hayrides to terrifying mazes. Like the whole thing is fucking scary. So this is like a whole quote directly taken from their website because sometimes like when I try to summarize the haunted house, like their website does it better. So I'm just going to quote their website. So this is from like fieldofscreams.com or something. So journey through the dark cornfields where terrifying creatures live and horrific acts occur. Witness atrocities found only in your worst nightmares and experience the thrill of the walking dead. Experience terror like no other and a journey through the Frightmare Asylum where demented patients lie in wait for the next victim. Hear clowns giggling snarls echo through the halls as you try to escape the madness. Walk through the Den of Darkness, a haunted house that was abandoned many years ago but was never fully vacated by twisted souls that inhabited it. They remain it. They remain to terrorize guests and leave them screaming for the door. Even more fear awaits as you trek through the nocturnal wasteland, desolate forest where few survivors remain. Nocturnal wasteland provides the most extreme haunted experience as you come face to face with its disturbing inhabitants deep in the middle of the dark woods. Ooh. So it has multiple attractions. I just kind of went through like their top like four or five. So there's all these different walkthroughs haunted houses you can choose from okay the next is shout out to Corey on this one asylum 49 Asylum Forty Nine. this is in tooele whatever however you pronounce it i covered it. the real life haunting of that like within the past six episodes yeah six or ten episodes so Corey's already talked about this so i'm not going to really talk a lot about this but if you haven't listened to that episode yet one go listen to it but it's pretty much i guess this is how i'm going to put it you know it's better than a haunted house 
a haunted house in a motherfucking haunted asylum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is mm-hmm. Asylum 49. Go listen to our past episode. Boom. Also with Asylum 49, um, you get touched, you get separated, you get like f- fucked as spookily as you possibly can. You get thrown can. against the wall, you get choked, you get fucked up the ass. Yeah. It's great. So go to Asylum 41 if you want to get fucked up the ass of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> If you're, like, really into furries, if you're into <laughs> furries and BDSM, go to fucking Asylum 49. You're going to get thrown against the wall and fucked by a werewolf. <laughs> oh. By a guy in a werewolf costume. Okay, number four. <laughs> We've mentioned this place before, or I have, or you have, because, like, Al Capone stayed here. But mm. this is the Eastern State Penitentiary. He's been to, like, four different of the haunted asylums <laughs> slash penitentiaries that exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so this haunted house is called Terror Behind the Walls yes, in I've, Philadelphia, yes, I've, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So what's better than a haunted house? A haunted asylum, like Asylum 49. Now, what's better than a haunted asylum? A haunted penitentiary. A motherfucking abandoned haunted penitentiary. Yes. So there are six, yes, six haunted attractions inside the walls of the Eastern Damn. State Penitentiary, from zombies to mad scientists to vagina tunnels to classic scares. You vagina tunnels it. are the worst. It is Vagina tunnels are the worst. So it is there. Terror behind the walls just rips you away from your party, and it <sighs> fucks the Halloween right out of you. Yes. It's nuts. Okay, the next one, this is number five, is the 13th the Gate in uh Ooh, louisiana i like that one i know i i the whole time i was i was like researching this one i was like Corey, you'd have fun so there's 13 sections because the 13th gate yes forty thousand square feet huge i love thematics um the 13th gate is designed with a blockbuster level tech so it's like fucking crazy cool. so the goal of the 13th gate is to pretty much blur the lines of reality so you don't really understand what's real and what's not real for example like the example they gave is you walk into a room and you know like in the craft when there's that scene when there's like thousands of bugs and snakes all around her like they have that and <sighs> like you literally don't know if it's real or not what? because it's so high tech like because they all like all of the Hollywood movie tech that they use for like set designs and that's um, cool. animation things like that they do that there. Um, also, like they only hire like really top notch horror actors. So like the actors that they use in it are actually really good. Cause you know how you've been through haunted houses where they're like boo, like it's like, not blah, good. Blah, blah. Yeah, like there <laughs> like there's actually like a whole process to get these actors, um, and they. They just capture everything. Like they, another example they use is they have like an ice cave that you get locked in, and it's like ice cold. You can see your breath, and like you feel the walls, and it I'm feels like already. ice and things like that. So it does a really good job of just totally mind fucking you because you don't know what's real and what's That's not cool. real. The number six is Dent Schoolhouse in Cincinnati, Ohio. So as you walk into this abandoned schoolhouse, you hear the tale of a murderous janitor named Charlie who killed students in the 40s and 50s and dumped their bodies in the basement of the schoolhouse. That's true, I guess. That really did happen. (laughs) I mean, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So as you walk through the haunted house, you you are pretty much walking through the fucked up mind of Charlie. That's cool. Serial killer. So you you see everything how he saw it, like crazy teachers, dead bodies, gore. They built a huge catacombs like under the actual schoolhouse. Um, so the, the really cool part of the haunted house is that they have like a whole lights off night. So all you have is one glow stick in front of you to guide you through the entire abandoned schoolhouse. Um, they also haunt all the way into the Christmas season because <sighs> after Thanksgiving, they change everything Crumpus. to Christmas themes like Crumpus and stuff. 
stuff. Oh, or, that's cool. Yeah. So which I thought was really cool because you can go do scary shit during Christmas. I want to go to a Krumpus Noct. We need to try and find a crump. There's a Krumpus Noct around here that they do it. Oh, they did it last year because we like recorded the episode and I was like, there was the one yesterday. Yeah, we need to go do Krumpus Noct. Okay, number seven. The Headless Horseman Hayrides in the Haunted House. This is in Ulster Park, New York. So this is a whole Halloween amusement park. So (gasps) there's restaurants, there's gift shops, there's hayrides, there's corn mazes, there's eight haunted houses, there's like five escape rooms. I want to go. There's like everything. It's fucking awesome. This is is on 65 acres of land of just a Halloween amusement park. That sounds like heaven. It's crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so the haunted houses are famous for the set design, makeup, props, and overall spook factor. It's just like a, a m- amusement park you go to just for Halloween. Goddamn. Um, the next one, I don't know how to pronounce this because like I kept on watching the trailers, but they never said the name because it was just like spooky trailers. I think it's called like Erebus or like Erebus. This is in Pontiac, Michigan. So it's a four-story haunt. Um, from their website, it's it's a really interesting theme. So I'm reading directly from um, their website. So Dr. Kolber, a mad scientist obsessed with time travel, actually figured out how to make it work. But in doing this, every time he got one of his subjects trapped into another time period, that time period itself looked at them as a virus and wiped them out. Ooh. Obsessed with trying to make this work, he sent more and more of his employees into the time machine until he ran out of time, money, and subjects, which brought him to a brilliant idea. Disguise his time machine as a haunted house. Now he has endless supplies of human guinea pigs to use in his experience. Experiments. <gasps> That's a fun and better theme. yet, they unknowingly fund the program. So That's the whole fun. theme is like being stuck in time travel. And it's pretty cool because like, there's actual physical obstacles for you to get through. For example, like you have to like wade through like a swamp. You like get stuck in like a foam pit or a ball pit. There's like a room where like the walls close in, things like that. There's like, it's like a really big physical That's element cool. to the actual haunted house. It's really cool. Oh, it's, it, that'd be cool to like do. Oh my God. It's a cool dollar idea. What? To like, you know how like Spartan run or like Ragnarok run and shit like that. Yeah. Are like turned into businesses. That's like a business where you just like make people come do like or like the mud run and shit like that. Oh, yeah. What if you did it, but it was like all spooky, like horror themed. That would be cool. It's like run away from Jason. Now run away from Michael. Now run away from Freddy Krueger. Dude, that would be cool. <gasps> that would be fun. <gasps> we could organize something like million that. Million dollar idea. Shit, that's a good idea, Corey. Everyone, if you take that, fuck you. you <laughs> Someone's like writing down. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, the next one I'm talking about is called Nightmare New England. This is in Litchfield, New Hampshire. So that this sounds is, so fucking New Englandish. I, so yeah, like you know, witchcraft, the whole, the yes. whole thing. It's a pretty like so it's all, it's over eighty acres, so it's huge. Damn, huge. Yeah. Um, there are six different haunted houses for you to choose from. There's rides. There's like a fucking roller coaster and shit. There's food. Another club. I want another food. club. Another club. So like, it's a whole amusement park, kind of like centralized around the theme of witchcraft. It's pretty crazy. <gasps> So it's really cool. Number 10, Nightmare on 13. Yes. So Corey and I have been to this a couple times. It's fucking fun, y'all. So it's 36,000 square feet of like pure horror. Uh Um, Every single year, they change it completely. 
Yeah. Like they they reconfigure their rooms. It's like a completely different experience. Um, we went through it multiple times. Like I said, and y'all like like yeah, as you're walking through a place, like you know how you're walking through a haunted house. Sometimes it only lasts like five or ten minutes. No, you're literally walking through this for like thirty five minutes. Yeah, it's like thirty five to forty five minutes, depending yeah. how fast you are. Yeah, and like some of the rooms really disorienting. So like you you lose your group. Did y'all go through high? You and David? No, I didn't. Did David go through high? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. So yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. I didn't because I was like, drugs aren't everything. I'm here with yeah. my friends. Like, I just want to have fun with myself. No, that <laughs> is when we went there when David was high. We went. So there's this one room. This was like two years ago. So they probably don't even have it anymore. But it's the Freddy Krueger room because Freddy <sighs> Krueger was haunting it. Yes. And um, it was strobe lights in mirrors. So do you remember yes. this? So you couldn't find your way at and all. And we got and our lost entire there for group, like five, ten minutes. Yeah, our entire group got separated from each other, but just Chris and I found each other. And we were barely becoming friends with Chris and Brendan at this point. This is only like the third time we've hung out with them. Yeah. And Chris and I saw each other, and we were both so scared. We just held hands and held on each other <laughs> as we like walked out. And finally the whole group. <gasps> and your affair began. And and that's when our <laughs> affair began. But that is when David like got furious at me because he saw me and Chris holding hands. Jesus. So when he got home we got into like a fight about it about me holding because he's like why'd you hold hands with chris did you want to hold chris's hand the whole time and i was like on the couch yeah and i was like (laughs) i was scared and you had left me like i was looking for my friends and i saw chris like i would have held anybody's hand i would have held freddie fucking krueger's razor blade hand he's like it's over (laughs) bitch (laughs) (laughs) okay so next one number 11 is called the beast in kansas city missouri so from their website it says the beast haunted house is one of the greatest haunted attractions in the nation and keeps adding to keep visitors on their toes and scared out of their wits the immersive nightmare is an open format where visitors lose their way around lurking threats of voodoo it's like sandbox it's sandbox that's cool a live alligator um werewolves phantoms and monsters so they have to walk through a medieval that. time morph that goes to a time when it was an eye for an eye, the beast within the man. There are four floors where the beast is clawing to get the next victim before escaping by either jumping out the second story yes. window yes. or slide four stories down. No, I want to jump out the second story window. Yeah. Wait, and I, where is this? This is in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm never going to Kansas City, Missouri. I went there only like four times to visit my grandparents when they lived in Missouri. Yeah, so it's a haunted house sandbox and it's like a gothic castle. Like it's cool, Corey. It's I like, want to go. It's Yeah. It, like you should just watch a, one of the trailers. That sounds fun. I like want to book a fucking ticket for it next year. Yeah, sounds that so sounds fun. fun. I mean, it would, so it would only be like a sixteen-hour drive. Jordan has family that lives in Missouri. Yeah, they're amazing. So we could go hang out with them. Uh, his sister, his oh, brother okay, Ryan, yes. and his wife Becca. <laughs> I'm like a kid. someone who lives in Missouri. <laughs> no, they're he's a doctor. So like, <laughs> sorry he's for just, everyone who lives in Missouri. He's just rich in Missouri, <laughs> but uh, they're they're so cool. But um. Yeah, like it's a, a haunted house sandbox that's medieval Damn. and like gothic. That's our shit. Damn. Okay, number 12. We only have two more. I'm sorry, this is a long spooky scoop, but I'm so okay. excited. Yeah. I researched this for like two and a half, three hours last night because I was having so much fun. Yeah. And I tried to condense it as much as I could. Number 12, Hell's Gate Ooh. in Lockport, Illinois. So from haunted.com, in quotes, this dark adventure shuttles you into the deep forest where you must find your way through the Uh, torch lit haunted woods across a cemetery of lost souls 
up the hill through a gate to find the front door of a 1920s Victorian mansion called the Moonstone Manor. That is so cool. cool. See, I'm like, wait, is this one giddy. though where they can like touch you and shit? Uh, I yes, okay. So it's an intense one where they can like actually traumatize you. Yeah. I mean, if they're like chasing me through the woods, I think they can touch you and chase you, but they don't throw stuff like that. Okay, they don't like lock you in a chair and like throw water on you. Yeah, no. And shit, and throw pig's blood on you. Yeah, no. They make it really scary, like scary enough for like, I'll read it. Yeah, but they're not. They're like they're scaring you. They're not traumatizing you. Yeah, like you don't have to sign a waiver to do this. Okay, cool. Oh, cool. Then I would actually really love to go do this. Um. Yeah. So you don't have to sign a waiver. So like. You're not going to get, like, locked up and shit. Okay. Um, there, I only added, like, one of those where you have to sign a waiver. That's the next this. one? That's yeah. the next one. I mean, that's, like, the ultimate one. That's the one where, like, that's the one yeah. that you're thinking of. So now, um, continuing on the quote from Haunted.com. So, once in the house, and this house that I'm referring to is Moonstone Manor. The Moonstone Manor. That's what I wanted in my pussy, Moonstone yeah. Manor. Um, <laughs> you may feel... That you have escaped the horde of zombies from the cemetery and forest, <gasps> but your challenge has just begun. Demon, the house ghost. itself is alive with darkness, and <sighs> the twins are searching for new hosts for their demon kind. You will need to find the secret passages in each room to escape the ever-pressing darkness and make your way to the attic. Take all my money. After reaching the tops of the house, you must ride the slide into the basement. Find your way through a zombie-infested laboratory and attempt your escape through the dragon caves. The what gate the is, itself is hidden in the caves below the house. From it, the darkness enters our world. Guarded by three dragons, the caves are vast and difficult to navigate. However, if you make it through the entire house and if you can find the key to Hell's Gate, your ticket is free because no one's been able to do it. Well, no, yeah, because yeah, like things become labyrinth-like, and then like people will scare you out. Exit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a puzzle, haunted house, escape room, demon D and D combo. Cool. It's cool. That's like cool. it's like real life D and like a real life horror version of D and D. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then they said this is not just a haunted house; it's an adventure. How much is it? Uh, I like don't like a hundred bucks. Uh, let me just Google it real quick. $30. Whoa, okay. 45 for VIP, 65 for instant entry. Oh, 99 for the Hell Pass. Ooh, there's 150. Oh, the, it goes all the way up to like if you want to do uh, just like a 12 person VIP group package, it's $420. Well, that's sort of worth it because then you like actually get the real experience. You get the real experience that they like. It's like just you're you 12 people in this. Yeah. You know, 30 acre lot trying to figure this out. $420 divided up between 12 people is not That's bad. That's not bad for what, at all. For what you're getting. Yeah. You and I are like the only ones in a group that would do this, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so fucking cool. I think Tyler might. Okay. So the last one is the the one that you're all thinking of. Yes. The McKinley Manor. Yeah. McCammy. Or McCammy. McCammy Manor. There we go. So this is the most famous survival haunted house. This is the one where I say hell to the fucking no. No. So you start off by getting abducted and you get taken to the McCammy Manor in San Diego, California. Then you get tortured. People are covered in spiders, bees, snakes, cockroaches, blood. They're slapped. They're cut. They're tied up. They're gagged. They're waterboarded. They're buried alive. They are just completely have like a straight jacket on them like you kind of name it 
and it happens to to them. There is no safe word whatsoever, Mm-mm. and you have to beg the actor to let you go. They can hold you up to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. They guess your experience will be between six to eight hours, but yeah. they can hold you up to 10 hours. Um, but each experience is tailored to the personals, to the person's individual. Yeah, you ears. enter a questionnaire yeah. and go through like Skype interviews. Yeah, you go through. I'm going to go through that in one second. Oh, sorry. I'll shut up. So only a few pay- people are even allowed per day, and the wait list is crazy. Currently, there's 24,000 people on the wait list. Um, so if you want to go, there are a few requirements that you have to meet. One, you have to be above 21 years old. Or if you're between 18 and 20, you need like written parent approval that you can do Whoa. this. 20 years old and parent approval. Two is you need to be, uh, you need to complete a sports physical and you need a doctor's letter stating that you're physically and mentally cleared. Damn. Three, you need to pa- pass a backward check, a background check provided by McKimmy Manor. Four, you need to be screened via FaceTime or phone. They need to talk to you to really make sure you're prepared. Five, you need to have proof of medical insurance. Yep. And six, you need to sign a detailed 40-page waiver. Shit. After you do all of that, you're added to the goddamn wait list. And when it's your time, they'll abduct you. How much does it cost? Um, let, me, let me look it up. I don't remember the price. I was yeah, I think have. you're told like some like you're told to just like go to an a undisclosed location. Yeah, undisclosed location like at the edge of a sub of a suburb and or something like that. You, yeah, yeah. Oh, their website's so so shitty. <laughs> I don't yeah. think they have the price on here because. You yeah, that's to, fine. Like, they probably don't disclose it until you like get through all the screening and shit. Yeah, but yeah, there there's a whole um there's a whole documentary that's really that came out last year or at the beginning of this year called haunt i believe it's called and they do mckinley manor they go over it like half of the the entire like documentary is about mckinley manor or whatever it's called yeah they don't even like have the price here yeah yeah like there's multiple documentaries if you look on youtube you can hear like multiple people's account like it really is like a you they just sort of torture you yeah it's not even like about being scared it's just like it's just torture can i be tortured for an hour and then get through it yeah like Like, literally they force you to eat bad shit and then that you throw up and then they'll just like they improv so they'll like you know you throw up in the bucket and they're like eat they make you eat your throw up yeah and that's the whole thing and then like i read this whole post like from mccammy manor where they said like the spiders and stuff they so, for example, as one person, they put this person on a coffin and they put spiders all over the person and they buried the coffin. Um, and the spiders are poisonous. So they said it's up to you to not move. It's like a whole torture thing. And you sign a waiver. So if you die or if anything happens to you, you can't sue them. Like you're signing waivers saying, I understand you're putting poisonous creatures on me. Or, yeah, it's like it's so fucked up. You guys. It's, it's weird. It's just like a whole nother level of like I, to me it's just like annoys me because it's like i don't even know who first that. world culture privilege oh i, I don't totally. know it, it sort of pisses me off it's such a white person thing yeah it really is it just sort of pisses me off yeah it, yeah oh, also like it kind of scares me the people that like the actors who are doing it because i'm like yeah they're I, like 20 young 20 somethings because i'm not capable of doing that to a human being it doesn't matter how much i was being paid like, yeah. we need to look into those. You know, these people literally are, like, crying and begging. Like, please stop. I'm done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. It's been four hours. I feel like I'm going to die. And they just keep going. Yeah. Like, it, there's something sick. There, It's, like, it's sick. Yeah, it's, it's, sick. it's sick. Okay. So, we're going to take 
a quick break. Yes. Um, we'll be right back after these words from our friends at Crime Culture Pod. Is your Netflix queue basically all true crime movies and series? Do you ever wonder why you can't open a bottle of Tylenol without using the jaws of life? Crime Culture, hosted by me, Haley Langan, and me, Caitlin Mahar, is a podcast that discusses true crime, pop culture, and how the two relate. From killers that have inspired hit films like Silence of the Lambs, to the motives for crimes such as the murder of John Lennon. Join Haley and me every Tuesday to discover the pop culture side of true crime. So mine today is on the Fairmont Banff Springs. I think it's called Banff. I don't know. It sounds cool. So we're going to call it Banff. <laughs> yeah, Banff. Fuck yeah. Um, so the the Banff Springs Hotel first opened in 1888 in Alberta, Canada, that is. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was built by the Canadian Pacific Railway. Um, the city of Banff and the hotel were named after the first European settler in the region of Canada, Settler. <laughs> <laughs> not settlers. <laughs> it's going to be so hard for you to get through. Why? Because I'm, I'm getting drunker every sentence. <laughs> I'm feeling the shot. <laughs> oh, God. It's fun. Um, so this guy's settler. His name is William Davidson. Davidson. Oh, settler, not settler. That, yeah, yeah he, he is the first European settler. What's the difference between a settler and a settler? I, I think it's just how you pronounce it. You pr- Either you put the two T's together settler. or you... Will you say settler? Yeah, settler. Wait, you just <laughs> said that? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> we just... Settler! No, you, you, it depends on how you pronounce it. Do you say <laughs> settler or settlers or set settlers? It, it just depends on how you settler. pronounce it, right? Settler! Settler. It, that might be the correct way, and uh, I'm just from Texas. Uh, you know how <laughs> when you say a word enough, so much, how it's not real? Like sky? <laughs> <laughs> that was me last moment. S-K-Y means nothing to me anymore. <laughs> You should text Brad that. He'll die. It means nothing. Yeah. Settler is no longer a real word. Settler. I just say settler, but that's because I'm from the South. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, So his name is William Davidson, um, and he was born in Banff, Scotland. Yeah, yeah. B-A-N-F-F, Scotland. Badass motherfucker. Banff, Scotland. Banff, Scotland. Banff, Scotland. Okay. So... It, when the this structure, like the beginning structure of this place that was built in 1888, it cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars at the time. I didn't do the the tran- like the conversion rate. Sorry. Lots. Um, and basically, when they built it, they sort of mistaked, uh, like literally, the builder had one job, and they built it facing the opposite way. It happened. It was supposed to face like a very beautiful like mountain range, but it like faces the. Other. Could you imagine you like roll up to your wherever the fuck this is, or whatever the fuck it is? And you're it's like, like one of the proprietors of it. You're like fuck yeah, bitch. You're like my room is gonna face my office is gonna face the goddamn sunset every day. And yeah, I'm gonna see the purple purples. Mountain Majesties in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> oh, I forgot we were in Canada. Yeah, we're in Canada. So no Purple's Mountain Majesties. <laughs> just beautiful ass mountains. <laughs> just um, Canada shit. So this building, this first building, included more than 100 bedrooms. Um, and it was uh, centered on a five-story octagonal rotunda. Whoa. Whatever that means in your mind. Um, <laughs> and then in... I'm trying to draw it in my mind. And an it's such a monstrosity. It's not cute. How did he face it the wrong way when there's so many ways <laughs> for it to face? No, doesn't that face every way? It faces every way. 
every way. What the fuck? This is this is the first part of our supernatural. This shit. builder really fucked up. Yeah. Somehow every direction did not <laughs> face the mountain. Um, in 1902, it had its first uh, <laughs> extension or renovation. <laughs> I'm like back to the goddamn beds. <laughs> uh, we went from 100 bedrooms to 200 bedrooms in Whoa. 1902. There are also additional renovations in 1914, uh, but then we have the fucking First World War. The great, not the fucking. We have the Great World War. Pause for all those people that died. Um, moving on. Um, then we get to 1926. So, in 1976, <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I don't know. You just made up a new word. Nin- you combined 20 and 70. Yeah, that was weird. 26. Okay. So, while work was proceeding on yet another renovation, a fire destroyed the remainder Ooh. of the original building um, that was designed by Price, the first guy who like built the fucking place. The original set- settler. <laughs> no, no, no. The original settler was William Davidson. Davidson. Yeah. Um. So basically, like it was like some articles were just like, oh, it some of the original shit burned down, and then other articles were like, no, the whole fucking shit burned down, and they like redid the entire Damn. like foundation and everything. That's- um, so when they did that, they rebuilt the place in the style of a castle so that it would be more sound. If you search um, the Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel, it looks like a castle. It's beautiful. It's actually really, really fucking it's beautiful. Scary. Yeah, it's creepy and gothic, but it is also really, really beautiful. There's also two new wings that uh, that they were that they were building were completed in 1928, and then in 1968 the building went un- went underwent a process of winterization, finally allowing the hotel to operate year round. This reminds you of The Shining, right? Okay, yeah. Okay, so as you know, um, as or as a good amount of people know, like you've seen The Shining, and the whole thing is like the family goes over the winter to maintain like the pipes and maintain the infrastructure and the hotel while it's closed down. Many uh, hotels in you know before the fifties and sixties um, didn't operate during the winter because it wasn't profitable and it just you know they would get snowed in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in the 50s and 60s and 40s, they go under, they undergo like, you know, you know, uh, technology caught up <laughs> and was like, hey, bitch, like we can, you know, now operate in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. But people really wouldn't go to places in the winter and they just have like a family or a caretaker take care of it alone in the winter. That usually ended in here's Johnny. Yeah, shit like that. So um, this tie into The Shining that I just mentioned now, I will also get into into the future um, Ooh. The, in just a little bit. Okay. So. Um, basically that's all the really interesting history. It just goes under a lot of renovations and shit like that. Remember the fire, et cetera. Okay. That's remember, pretty much it. Remember. So let's get to the fire. happenings of this haunted ass bitch. Sick. Um, so you have your basic bitch orbs and EVPs and cold spots and shit like that. That all happens. Basic. Um, not many shadow people are mentioned, which is, thank this God. is like the, yeah, I literally put, thank God, <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote in purple. Thank God. <laughs> There isn't so many fucking shadow people. No, yeah. I think like the past like five or six hauntings I've done have been like shadow heavy. Yeah. It's like every time I see my shadow, I'm like. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. But this one didn't really talk about shadow people. So thank God. Thank um, God. While the people would rather not mention the the numbers, the room numbers. So there aren't really room numbers mentioned beyond one. And I'll get to it in a bit. Ooh, um, this is stuff that the staff and uh, clientele have said or guests have reported. 
Guests and staff had reported uh, having pillows yanked out from under them while Ew. their heads slept or even being pushed off the bed by some unseen entity. Fuck, fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. Don't fuck. push me off the fucking bed. Fuckity like, fuck that. That's not cool. That's Bitch. not fucking cool. Also, the uh, others have heard screaming um, nope. and also have had p- things scream in their faces <gasps> just as they lay down to go to bed. <laughs> Fuck that. Do you remember how we talked about this one episode? Yeah. How like if something screamed in my face, that's like. But we said we would rather have something scream in our face than it be than a dark entity be chilling in the corner. That's true. Yeah, I I think I would rather just get it over with <laughs> and like get the scare out <laughs> rather than just wake up and have like a hooded black figure in the corner of my fucking room. I've had that. It's scary. Yeah, you've had. Yeah, yeah I'd rather. Ha- I think in the end, I would rather have be something be in like. Face. <sighs> but while I was trying to go to face. bed, so annoying. Yeah, so annoying. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> Um, anal beads right now. Anal, <laughs> anal beads anal right now. Like, <laughs> um, people can hear uh, also smell things burning and fire alarms go off all the time randomly. Spooky. That sort of like people think that has a connection to the fire that happened in 1926. Ooh. Um, people have also felt quote unquote hot spots. <gasps> hot spots. Uh, as in a feeling of a huge gust of warmth or touch a doorknob and it burns them because it, it's like there's a fire on the other side of the door. Again, tying back into car outside that was a very low that was, rumble that, that was, was that was actually really creepy. my heart was like yeah that was a low rumble that was very low um the demon's like oh it was me not Aww. a car poor little demon <laughs> um but yeah so it's just like all those like couple things tying back to the fact that there was a fire in this place and it set the place on fire they feel like they'll touch a doorknob and it burns them because it feels like there's a, a fire, fire on the other side, side. shit like fire. that um, others report hearing old time music, and this is creepy, old time music coming from their radios, various electronic devices. Even people have quoted that their phones have started just randomly playing old time music. At the time that this happens, people also report That's... quickly feeling the sense of being watched. <gasps> so you just imagine you just like check, you know, it's literally 2019 you're like, cool, we're just checking into this place because it's pretty and beautiful and gothic and a little creepy. And then you're just sitting there and you put your phone on the bedside table. You go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you bring your phone? <laughs> oh, very true. You would bring your phone. You go, you go and take a shit. You're looking at, you Mid bring your shit. phone. Mid shit. After you just like <laughs> set down the phone on the count on the sink next to you. And then you just actually start wiping. You just start. <laughs> This is such a specific The phone scene. starts playing some creepy old time like You know it'd be a good song? What? So you know in Fallout 4 the song where it says I don't want to set the world yes. on fire. Yeah. Cuz it's all like fire themed. That yeah. would be a good song. So it that that plays on some like old timey tune and then all of a sudden <laughs> like within seconds you have this overwhelming sense of dread that you're being watched. While shitting? While this is playing <laughs> from your phone. That's yeah, my worst nightmare. That's creepy. Okay, so those are the happenings. Let's get into the hauntings. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. So we'll start out not spooky. We'll get more spooky as we go. Okay, so this first haunting is by a ghost by the name of Sam the Bellman. Okay, so stories of a guy, a real bellman who went by the name of Sam McAuley. Um, he was a Scotsman who you know had moved to uh, Canada and then became a bellman there. Um, he died in the '60s or '70s. I can't exactly know. I think it was actually 1975. But he dead, bitch. Yeah, he died. And I think he died in the hotel. 
Um, it wasn't like a crazy thing. He just died. Okay. okay. So this is a very nice ghost, but uh, Sam, he's very nice. Um, there are multiple stories of him just helping people out, greeting people, taking people's bags, um, knocking on people's doors and asking if they need anything and then disappearing, etc. stuff like that. What a nice ghost. Um, yeah, he's a nice ghost. One of the main stories that goes with Sam the Bellman is a story that cir- circulates around these two or three old women okay. um, who visit the hotel. They get there late at night. They get their room, but then they need help doing something or, you know, I don't know. So get they call bags, in for Carrie. bell service. Okay. Um, so they call in for bell service, um, but it's late at night. So, like, there isn't much staff. We'll be up there in, like, 10 or 15 minutes. By the time the actual bell service gets up there, the old ladies are like, no, there's some dude who came by. His name was Sam. He was very helpful. He helped us out. He did whatever he needed to do. And they were like, wait, like, what does he look like? And they were like, actually, now that you point that out, he was like really nice, but he looked pale and sick and he was like dressed really old, timely. And then they're like, oh my God, that's Sam the Bellman. And then they're like, holy fuck, what? Like he, we thought, you know, he just acted like a real, real life person and helped us out. Cool. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? That's fun. Um, So that's Sam the Bellman. Um, Also, people will state seeing him haunt his old office which is now a guest room um and then um he's also seen mostly um in the sixth seventh and ninth floors of the hotel so go that six yeah. seventh six and nine sixty nine um now the second one is called the bride which is called the ghost bride or the doomed bride Ooh. so basically the circuit this is a story um that circulates around a ghost bride that dates back to the 20s or 30s some some you know it's fucking supernatural stuff on the yeah. internet. So some some websites said 20s, some said 30s. Um, basically, the story goes is that on the couple's wedding day, they were having their Ooh. wedding slash reception in cool. the in the uh, hotel. Hotel, thank you. Um, and the bride decked out in her wedding ground gown is coming down the stairs, and she either she trips and falls and dies <laughs> falling down the stairs. I'm so pissed off. Isn't that? I know. I'd be so. so I would haunt off. the. Fuck out of that stairs if I died on my wedding oh day. Oh my fucking! You because guys... I tripped after my goddamn dress. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be so fucking pissed. So there are very many variations of this story. Some p- say that her heel caught in the hem of her dress. Some say that her heel caught in a in, in a broken piece of carpet, blaming it on the um, the hotel itself. Some people say that as she was at the top of the stairs. Uh, her she knocked over or somebody knocked over a candle and it lit her dress on fire and she freaked out and fell down the stairs as a result. That's a cool dramatic story. Yeah, that's fire a, bride. Yeah. Ooh, and that would be cool because the fire ties because in. Because the fire the ties hole. in. <gasps> Ooh. That is what happened. Um, but yeah, there's like all those little different things. Um, since then, the hotel staff and guests alike have reported seeing a veiled figure moving up and down the stairs or seeing a figure in a wedding dress dancing in the ballroom upstairs. Fuck it, fuck that. That's <laughs> freaky. Yeah, it's a little freaky one. Um, now this one gets really freaky. Okay, so this one is, I titled it. Oh, that better fucking be s'mores. That was spooky. Or small. Uh, this one is titled Room 873. Ooh. So before I get into this, I split this up into two different things of a room 873 and then also a secret room that was encountered after the fire that nobody knew existed. Okay. Shit. Sometimes this is mixed up into one room. Like this room 873 is the secret room and vice versa. And then sometimes it's different. In the end, it seemed like it was an actually different thing because the secret room is addressed 
in the fire like in the 1920s and then the room 873 still exist is is said to have existed or i don't know whatever you know i'm here for it you can't ever get the truth okay so for room 873 sometimes it is believed to be the same secret sealed up room and other times it is just to believe believed to be the 73rd room on the eighth floor okay however this room doesn't exist anymore there is no room 73 on the eighth floor even though every other floor has a 73rd room so it is said that according to the lore there was a family of three a mother father and daughter um that were murdered in this room either just murdered in this room or the father went mad and then killed <gasps> the mother and the daughter and Shut then killed himself with an axe. Here's jo- Oh my God. Exactly. We're going to tie into this oh in a God. second. Okay. So oh my God. guests have claimed to hear violent screams in the dead of night and seen bloody handprints on the mirror in the bathroom. <gasps> Red rum. Red rum. But depending Red rum. on the version, people also say that they will see multiple handprints in the room and then depending again on the version, people will say sometimes that either the by the time they call in to the, like the desk and people get up, like the hotel staff gets up to address the problem, either the bloody handprints have faded or they get up there and then the hotel staff tries to scrub it away and it doesn't go away. And so they are forced to change rooms. Again, the fact that I'm saying that the people are in this room and need to change rooms when at the beginning of the story I said that this room doesn't exist, I get that that is a blatant contradiction. But again, guys, but here we I, are. Yeah, here we are. We're here for the we're here, <laughs> we're for, the here for the spooks. We're here for the booze. Okay, we're here for the booze. <laughs> okay. While it's not confirmed, many do speculate that Stephen King did get the idea from the Shining of the Shining. God damn it! God damn prepositions. <laughs> Uh, of The Shining by visiting a hotel that's not the actual Stanley Hotel. There, and he did visit a hotel that had a story that you know of ghosts haunting a hotel. Yeah, but people claim that it is this exact hotel and the story of the father going mad and then killing the mother and the daughter. That is the main story and the experience of when Stephen King visited a hotel is like the the direct correlation between. Him being inspired while spending a night at the hotel and writing The Shining. I believe this is actually pretty true. I I do remember hearing Stephen King, uh, like, saying something like that. But I don't know if it's this exact hotel, but I'm sure there are a few hotels that claim that, you know, because why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, but this is the one. But this is the one. Fuck yeah. Okay, so other variations of this also are that fingerprints of of the little girl are scattered all over the room and it's not just like handprints from the father and mother it's just actual like child handprints that are all over the place yeah um people also claim to see the family on that same floor on the eighth floor just like their dead broken up bloody figures which happens in the shining which happens in the shining yeah with the twin girls that are murdered yeah Yeah, that's like (gasps) the most disturbing part to me it is even more disturbing than the woman in the bathtub which is shocking because the woman in the bathtub is disturbing as fuck yeah okay so here is the secret room alternative or just additional secret room okay so when the hotel was originally constructed constructed it seems that the contractors actually made a mistake in the architecture other than flipping it around whoops they yeah, also this is created a shitty, this is a shitty guy <laughs> yeah this guy needs to fucking get fired <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm leaving him a poor yelp review <laughs> so he created a room that is said to have no windows or even an area for a door 
It was apparently an empty room that was supposed to be kept hidden to cover up the mistake. When the original wood building burned down um, due to the fire, this mysterious room was discovered. Individuals have said that in the area where this quote-unquote secret room was found, there have been strange noises and even apparitions. It is unknown why these events seem to be linked to this room. Spooky! Spooky! So I don't know if those are the two same rooms or not. I think they sort of are, but then some accounts said that they are different rooms. Who knows? I like to believe they're different. Yeah, I like to believe they're different as well. I like it. But yeah, that is the Fairmount Banff uh, Springs Hotel. I fucking love it. Yes. Are you ready for my segment? Uh Uh-huh. So today... Somehow my computer just switched from night mode to day mode, and it's one o'clock in the morning on the dot. So today I am talking about Mark Kilroy. So Mark Kilroy was partying in Mexico for spring break, 1989, Same. when he suddenly disappeared. It didn't take long for investigators to discover that his disappearance was related to a satanic cult. (gasps) So what happened? Let's fucking find out. Let's Let's find out. So, Mark James Kilroy was born on March 5th, 1968 in Chicago, Illinois. His father, James, was a chemical engineer and his mother, Helen, was a paramedic. So, like, they're obviously smart as shit and, like, cool as shit. After Mark was born, his family moved to Santa... (sighs) What was that? How did you find that toy, S'mores? That's scary. That was scary. She's nuts right now. She's trying to attack a skeleton. <laughs> You're just going to have to deal with s'mores in the background, everybody, because it's yeah. kind of cute. Um, so shortly after he was born, his family moved to Santa Fe, Texas, which is okay. right outside of Houston. Uh-huh. You know what that is? No, but They yeah. said it's like right outside. Anyways, um, shortly after that, his brother Keith was born. Um, he grew up Catholic. <sighs> s'mores. So, Mark was super fucking smart, obviously. I mean, his dad was a chemical engineer. His mom was a paramedic. Yes. He excelled at school. He was also really good at basketball, baseball, and golf. Just, like, a bunch of shit. He was, like, (laughs) the kid in high school that you hated because he was good at everything. Yeah. He was a Boy Scout, an honor student. You couldn't name it. He was popular. He got all the bitches. He was everything we all wanted to be, but but we weren't. He graduated high school in 1986, and he went to Southwest Texas State University in San Marcos. Um, yes. Oh, my God. It's chill. It's She's, chill. like, going so hand-blown on some toys right now. Uh, and then, after that, he transferred to Tarleton State University in Stephenville, Texas, on a basketball scholarship. At Tarleton, um, he became a member of the Lambda Chi Alpha Fraternity. And then after that, he decided that he was smart as fuck, so he actually wanted to be a doctor. So he transferred one last time to the University of Texas in Austin. Hell yeah. So he transferred schools a bunch of times. Each school was like a level up because he was like, I'm smarter, I'm smarter, I'm smarter, I'm smarter. Nice. And then here we are. Okay, so now let's go into some of the background of the people in the satanic cult that we're going to cover. <gasps> There's two main people for you to know, for you to recognize. So when I say their names, you know who I'm referring to. The first one is Adolfo Constanzo. <laughs> I'm white. Yes. <laughs> I am white. <laughs> he is, yeah, it's unfortunate that all most of these names are uh, from, like, Mexico because I am the yeah. whitest bitch in this whole world. <laughs> so Adolfo is the cult leader. Uh, he was born in Miami, Florida in 1962. His father died when he was a baby, so his mom moved to Puerto Rico to be closer to her family. 
Uh, she married another guy. That guy died. Another guy. That guy died. Another club. Another club. Until finally, she yes. married this one guy, um, and they and he lived. Huzzah! <laughs> this guy was in the drug cartel and a satanic cult. Fuck yeah! Great guy. Uh, so he taught go figure Adolfo Satanism and like drug cartel shit, and he also taught him that a. Uh, he should always let non-believers kill themselves with drugs while he could profit from their death. Okay. So, like, he was all about death, despair, drugs, all the good stuff. Adolfo started to believe that he was a psychic, and then he was introduced to Paolo Mayombe. Oh, sorry, everybody. So, he was introduced to Paolo Mayombe, which is an Afro-Caribbean religion that involves animal sacrifice. Okay. Casual. He started as a Palero, which is someone who practices... Paolo Mayombe, and then eventually he reached the status of high priest, which is known as the Padrino. He moved to Mexico City in 1984 to be a tarot reader, and he soon got like a cult following because he was spooky, he was charismatic, Damn. he was hot AF, he was actually like a, like a part-time model because okay. he was like really hot. Um, so it's really easy for people to follow him because anytime I see like a spooky hot guy, I yeah, automatically join I'm turned his on. cult. I'm interested. Um, so he started selling drugs and he believed that human sacrifices were the key to, inv- to invincibility from the law. Okay. Enter Sarah Aldred- Aldretti. Okay. She's a high priestess. So badass. Sarah Aldrete, honor student cheerleader and a motherfucking high priestess goals yeah bitch. we all wish we were sarah so she was dating a drug dealer that who was part of constanzo's like cult slash drug cartel that he built up so it wasn't long until she met adolfo she and adolfo hit it off and so he asked her to start um, recruiting recruiting cult members and or sacrifices whichever person she could find now sarah was beautiful she was charismatic so luring men into the cult or to their deaths was like easy peasy lemon motherfucking squeezy. Yeah. So she recruited people by showing them the 1987 thriller film The Believers, okay. um, which is a the whole film was about a New York City based cult that practices human sacrifice to like gain money or fame or shit like that. And that's what she used. To so what she people? would do is she would show them the movie. And then she would lock them in a room and play the movie on repeat over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, essentially brainwashing people to join the cult. Like they couldn't leave the room unless they completely believed the movie The Believers. Um, While she was doing this, she also became a drug smuggler. So she was like going back and forth between Mexico and Texas. Um, and when she wasn't brainwashing people or or smuggling drugs, she was an honor student at Texas Southmost College. Jesus Christ, this girl's busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Professors and students recall her as being normal, friendly, and charismatic. Nothing pointed her towards being a high priestess and or drug cartel leader. I have now learned that I could not recruit people to a cult and have a normal life because that sounds like a lot. <laughs> right. S'mores. Okay. I'm just going to distract s'mores. Um, nothing pointed her towards being a high priestess or drug, drug leader. The only out of place thing about her was that she had a car that had a telephone in it, which is rare in the eighties. Only like super rich people have that. And, and she always wore head to toe black. Okay. Now there are other people that I, I'm probably going to mention when I talk about the cult, but like those two, like Adolfo and Sarah are like the two main bitches. Like when I mentioned their names or last names, like that's who I'm talking about. Okay. 
do you have all the info? Yep, I do. Back to Mark we go then. S'mores is going to be so annoying this whole Okay, we're back to the white dude. Yeah, back to white gringo. Yeah. Spring break, March 10th, yes. 1989. Let's get it. Mark Kilroy and his friends, Bradley Moore, Bill Hudson and Brent Martin oh headed God, towards South so Padre. I know. <laughs> Mark, Brad, Bill, and Brent went to South Padre Island in Texas to fucking party. That's making me straight. That's so straight. Right. <laughs> uh, do you know like about South Padre Island, Corey? Yeah, South Padre Island's uh, awesome. It's actually one of the only pla- other places in the United States where you can just walk around and openly drink alcohol. Like Vegas. Yeah, like Vegas. Strip. It's a party zone. Mm-hmm. So they arrived before midnight. Um, they checked into their hotel, and then they immediately went to the beach because why wouldn't you? Um, now, this was the first week of five weeks of spring break. So slowly throughout that night when they arrived, thousands of students started showing up. Yes. So South Padre Island is about an hour of drive from Matamoros, Mexico, which is where like the kidnapping and murder and, sh- and sacrifice and shit takes place. Cool. Um, it was the place to be for fucking spring break. It had beer sponsors. It had concerts. It had surfing. It had beaches. It had bitches. It had wet t-shirt contests. <laughs> it had TV shows. Like, you know, those like wild Everything spring break. A heterosexual male wants. Yeah, like every like MTV spring break show, it was like fucking no, Yeah, South there. Padre Island's like really awesome. Yeah, yeah, like South Padre Island was like and it's right near Mexico, so like 20 yeah. year olds yeah. can like just go down to Mexico and And it's far and drink. away enough from the Mississippi so like the beaches are actually really nice like Cancun. S'mores is now like under <laughs> S'mores in the tent. So Mark and his straight friends, Brent, Brad, and Bill, um, they met a group of some cute college bitches uh, at the beach. They partied until sunrise because, like, naturally, you're in your young 20s. What else are you going to do? Now it's March 11th. So they slept for a few hours, got up, went to the beach, had lunch. Classic, classic, classic. Afterwards, they went to the beach again, um, and they witnessed, like, a whole wet T-shirt, Miss Tanline contest, you know, classic straight boy spring break event. Then they took a nap, and then they planned their first trip to Matamoros, Mexico. Okay. Um, they planned the trip. They had dinner, met some a different group of bitches, and then they left to party in Mexico. March 12th, um, they drove about an hour. They parked close to the Gateway International Bridge before crossing the U.S.-Mexico border by foot. Um, they first went to the Sergeant Pepper's nightclub in Matamoros That's before fun. the girls ditched them. Mark and his super straight friends, Bill, Brad, and Brent, um, left shortly and made it back to their hotel room safe and sound. Just a regular fun party day in Mexico. Nothing out of the ordinary. March 13th. Mark and his friends went to another wet t-shirt contest because, like, here we are. I'm already bored. Um, And then they went to a (laughs) frat party. Um, That night, they decided to go back to Matamoros. They drove the hour, parked the same spot, walked across the border. Same old, same old. This night, however, there were there were fifteen thousand spring break bitches from the U.S. in this town. Damn, fifteen thousand. I mean, it was the sidewalks were packed, the streets were packed, the bars were packed, the clubs were packed, the restaurants were packed, the gift shops were packed. Everything was fucking person to person, shoulder to shoulder, motherfucking packed with fifteen thousand people. It would be like fifteen thousand people were like rolled up, like rolled up to like this area of Provo, so like downtown Provo. Yeah. Mark and his straight friends, Brent, Bill, and Brad, Bradley, um, they went on a bar crawl. We get that they're straight just from their names, Jenna. You don't have to tell us they're straight. 
<laughs> Mark, Brent, Brad, and Bill. You're like, yeah. Those dudes are. I'm like scared by you're that. You're like, and Brock Turner. <laughs> just like slip his name <laughs> Brock in. Turner, and you like wouldn't yeah. think twice. Um, so Mark. They're like Br- Brock Turner apologists. <laughs> oh my God. Well, shit. This is about to get real sad. <laughs> So they went on a classic bar crawl and they just slowly started getting separated from each other because, you know, there was 15,000 people all around this they're area. Drunk. Everyone's drunk. And they're, they're drunk. There's drugs involved. Like it's the whole shebang. Around two and o'clock, around two o'clock in the morning, the friends all found each other again. And they decided they decided to go back to South Padre Island, but they couldn't find Mark. Mark's our main guy we've been talking so about. Sad. Um, they walked around for a bit and they saw him talking to a woman next to a bar they saw um, they were at earlier. <gasps> So they tried walking over to him, but they realized that they all couldn't walk across the busiest fuck road because there's 15,000 people walking all different directions. So they decided to split up. So Bradley and Brent were just going to walk ahead and like meet them at a gift shop near This is um, so the sad and terrifying. While Bill's job was to go over to Mark to get Mark and together they're going to go meet up with Brad and Brent. God damn it, Bill. So Bill made his way over to Mark. Um, he saw Mark. Yo, Mark, what's up? Mark's like, yo, Bill. Bill's like, hey, I'm drunk. I need to pee. So I'm going to go to this alley, which is right next to you, where I could literally, like, see you and hear you. I'm going to pee. And then, like, as soon as I'm done peeing, which takes, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, we're going to walk back together to Brett and Brad because they're waiting at the gift shop. Mark was like, yo, sounds good. Yeah. So Bill went to the alley. He peed. He walked out of the alley. Mark was gone. No. That's so maddening. <laughs> Mark Kilroy was gone. So Bill started looking for him, and eventually he caught up with Brad and Brent to tell them what happened. Um, they searched for him for hours. Uh, they searched for him for three or four hours, but they just couldn't find him anywhere. They searched for him for so long that the streets were empty by the time they were done searching. Just walk of shames everywhere. Oh, my God. Um, so then they're like, okay, well, let's just walk back to our and car. And this is back in South Padre? Or no, they're still... They're, they're still in Mexico. Okay, yeah, they're trying to go back. They were trying to get back yeah, to South Padre. They're, they yeah, they were trying to just... Their their plan was to meet at a gift shop, oh walk back, or drive back. Um, so they were looking for him for hours in Matamoros, Mexico, and they're like, okay, maybe he walked to the car. Like, maybe he was, was drunk, and, like, he got separated from us, so we walked to the car. Let's go to the car. They crossed the border, got to the car. Mark was gone. Mark still wasn't there. So they're like, okay, um, let's check the hotel. Like, maybe he, like, hitchhiked a ride back. This is, like, you know, the goddamn 80s. I've already called 911 a billion times. So, yeah. Thank you, Corey. So um, they drove back to the hotel. Mark wasn't there. Nowhere to be seen. Um, that's when they were like, okay, there's something here that's, like, really wrong. So they called the police, and they reported Mark Kilroy as missing. So what happened to Mark? Well, while Bill was peeing for approximately 30 seconds, a red truck pulled up next to Mark and asked if he needed a ride. He said no, but then two men jumped out of the truck, grabbed him, and threw him inside of the truck. Why the fuck? They man? drove off, but while during while they drove off, Mark was like kicking and screaming and fighting, and he was able to jump out of the car just two blocks past where they originally grabbed him. As he was running away from the car, Another car drove up. Two dudes with guns jumped out, pointed guns at him, and told him to get down. Mark surrendered, and then he was tied up and thrown into a trunk of a car. No, that's when you just... No. If that ever happens to me, I'm just going to be like, you're shooting me. Yeah. 
Because oh, yeah. you're going to fuck. No, like if you like. That's what my mom If somebody puts do. a gun in front of me and says, I'm going to shoot you if you don't tie yourself up. They're going to kill up, you no matter what. Shoot me. Yeah. Because you're going to tie me up. That's like, shoot me. That's what my mom always told me. She said yeah. like if slash like when I get robbed or like raped one day and if someone pulls a gun out at me and they yeah. threaten to kill me, run because they're going to kill me no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Like rape my fucking dead body. I don't care. Yeah. I don't but like, be alive for it. Like I will run and scream. Yeah. Like I, you, I, am, I will be a fight. I am not going to just tie myself up. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. But um, <laughs> we say that. But it's not Mark's fault. <laughs> but we say that. But someone points a gun. gun. I'm like, whatever I'm like, you want. I'm like, ah. I'm like already tied up. I like have lingerie with a gag on. In my mouth. I like throw off my clothes and I have bondage lingerie on. <laughs> uh, I'm like, should I put this latex suit on though? Yeah, right. Um, okay, so the cultists drove for yeah. a while with Mark tied up in the trunk, and they finally stopped at a ranch known as Santa Elena. Um, they kept Mark tied up in the trunk overnight. The next morning, they pulled out Mark. They fed him some breakfast, bread, eggs, water, whatever. Um, and they were waiting for their leader, Adolfo Consanzo, and their high priestess, Sarah Adrate, to show up. Sorry. Those are the two people I mentioned earlier. Yeah, those two, yeah. So when they showed up, um, Adolfo had them wrap Mark's face completely in duct tape and then tie up the rest of his body in duct tape and throw him in a cabin. Jesus. Then... For the entire next day and night, he was violently tortured and raped repeatedly over and over and over and over and over and over again. Again, just let the person shoot you. Make the person shoot you. In the morning, um, he Mark was dragged up to a field and he was murdered during a satanic ritual. Um, one chopped to the head by a machete and he was dead. Now, the cultists removed his brain and boiled it with animal rain, remains while chanting and praying. After... They cut off Mark's legs and inserted a metal wire into his spinal cord so they could easily remove the spine after the body decomposed um, so they could make jewelry and other occult artifacts with his bones. Damn. They then threw Mark's body into a pit full of 14 other corpses. Mark Kilroy was sacrificed within 36 hours of disappearing. Holy shit. Yeah. So while this was going his on. went pee. Yeah, that's all it took. That's why I'm afraid when we go out to clubs and stuff. This is why I'm afraid of the world. Yeah. Because shit can go wrong in a matter of 30 seconds. It's like that one story that, that will haunt me forever that I went over, how the girl's bicycle tire was still spinning. This is just as bad. It's like, oh, hey, man. Hey, we're being nice. Like, we're still drunk, but we're being cool. We're all buddy system. Yeah. I'm going to go pee for the next 90 seconds. Max. Yeah. I'll be back. And then, like... In broad, not broad daylight, but like in a downtown busy as fuck place. With 15,000 people walking around just all wasted. two guys in trucks come out and pull this guy into a truck and he's gone. Yeah. And he's like an able-bodied man that is just gone. Yeah. Because people wanted to do it. Yeah. It's because uh, he was just like a white guy. Did they ever ask the woman that he was with? Is this how they got the information? No, the woman he was with just like a regular... She's a girl. Did they ever interview her, though? Yeah, she was just part of... She was one of the girls in the wet t-shirt contest. She Was, was she literally just like, oh, these men grabbed him? Oh, well, she didn't see, because she was done talking to him. Oh, so he's just, like, standing outside Yeah, he waiting. was just waiting for his friend <sighs> to be done peeing. Like, like his friend, like, Bill or Brad, whichever straight guy walked up to him and was like, yo, Bill. we're meeting the other straights at the gift shop. Let's walk over there, but I need to pee really quick. Mark was like, sick. Said goodbye to the girl. The girl's like, Bye. 
she was already gone. And then the guy went into the alley to pee. Mark was just kicking it for so like he's just 90 standing seconds. there alone. Yeah. But like there was 15,000 people walking around. Like he wasn't alone. So many people are around. So many goddamn people. He was like taken and just like in front of people because they were so drunk. And like, I mean, yeah, if you're drunk, if like if, if the two of us were walking down the streets of Mexico and I watched some other whitey ass gringo get pulled into a van, I'm like, we're going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'd, I would not interfere. I'd, I would just grab I your would, hand and be yeah, like, we're I'd go, be like, go, we're go, hiding. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gay woman, gay woman. We're fucked, fucked. We're fucked. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we see a straight heterosexual male get pulled into a truck. I'm like, what the fuck's going to happen to us? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get murdered on the street. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah. So that's why, yeah. guys, Corey and I will abandon yeah. you. We're going to get, like, crucified in town square. <laughs> <laughs> I will be like Jesus holding a rainbow goddamn woman cross. Pretty much. S'mores, don't do what you're thinking of doing. Jesus Christ. This is terrifying. I Holy know. Shit. So while Mark was getting sacrificed to Satan, um, investigators <laughs> were searching for Mark. So usually people who are reported missing in Matamaros turn up a few days later with like a killer hangover and a fuzzy memory. Because oh, yes. all they do is drink and do drugs there. It's a part in spring nice. break. So, you know, naturally, like the police just weren't too worried. They're like, OK, yeah, like this is another missing person in Matamaros. Like they're going to show up tomorrow with like an SCD and a hangover. Yeah. Sorry. They're just like, this is just another gringo getting hammered in Mexico. Mark- except for the fact that Bill's like, no, I literally saw him 60 seconds before. Yeah, except for the fact that, like, everything is pointing towards the opposite of, of it's another Holy gringo shit. getting hammered in Mexico. Now, Mark is one of the 60 people who had disappeared in Matamaros in the first three months of 1989. So this, like, small-ass town had 60 people disappear in three months. <laughs> the police were like, it's another white person getting drunk. Yes, s'mores. <laughs> s'mores, don't do what you're about to do. She s'mores. always tries to climb. <laughs> you're going to knock this entire fort over. S'mores. I'm going to distract her. Just attack the hand, s'mores. <laughs> Cute. So Mark's family uh, put the pressure on investigators because his uncle, whose name is Ken Kilroy, worked at the United States Customs Service, a.k.a. Border Patrol, in L.A. Okay. Um, so Ken, his uncle, who worked for Border Patrol, started a task force to search for Mark. So we got straight, rich, white people helping out other straight, rich, white people. Yes, exactly. Cool. <laughs> S'mores is going nuts in the background. So Matamoros police were afraid that Mark's disappearance would hurt um, them, hurt their whole reputation during spring break because spring break was like a huge tour system. And all of a sudden, like a rich white guy just disappeared in front of all these people. Yeah. So they originally tried lying and said that Mark disappeared in a different town. <gasps> Mark's friends were like, fuck you. We, yeah. Like he's gone. Like he was there and then he wasn't. We were in Matamoros. We were drunk, but not that drunk. Like, we know what we're talking about. We're not lying. We're trying to find our friend. Fuck you, you goddamn bitches. So Matamaros police were like, okay, yeah, sorry, we lied. Oh, yeah, Mark disappeared in our town. And then they start. oh, s'mores, don't drink champagne. Uh, it's just water. That's just water. Okay. I was like, she's going to die. She's like, mom, let me do what I want. I'm um, six months so old. So after they admitted that they lied, they're like, okay, we're going to start helping look for Mark. Um, so now both me- the Mexican and U.S. investigators 
uh, we're, we're both starting to finally work together on this case. Damn. Um, this is when it started to move forward. They started questioning people. They followed leads. They followed tips, etc. It wasn't long until they started suspecting foul play. Um, they first thought that Mark was victim of either a drug-related crime or maybe a robbery gone wrong. Uh. Um, their next step was to bring in a hypnotist because, like, naturally, like, here we are. We're already dealing with satanic cultists. Like, why wouldn't we bring in a hypnotist? Uh-huh. So they brought one in to see if they could find out any more clues from Mark's friends. So under hypnosis, Bill, the straight guy who was peeing in the alley while oh, Mark he looks disappeared. Like such a sweet guy. Yeah. Oh. He's a good he was gonna be a doctor. Yeah. So Bill stated that he saw a young Hispanic man wearing a blue plaid shirt with a visible scar across his face talking to Mark before he disappeared. This is under hypnosis. He recalled Shit. the man walked up the man walked up to Mark and told him, Hey, don't I know you from somewhere? And he heard Mark respond, but then he couldn't remember what he said. So from this, investigators deduced that Mark was kidnapped for robbery or ransom. They then ruled out ransom because they haven't they didn't hear from anybody at this point. So they're like, okay, if it was ransom, we would hear, want this gringo, give us ten grand. Yeah. So like, okay, this is probably a robbery gone wrong. He's probably dead. So they started looking for his body. So they started looking in, like, all of the surrounding areas of Matamoros. They were looking at remote locations. They used dogs. They used hel- helicopters. I just saw a picture. Um, they looked in the Rio Grande River. They looked everywhere, but his body was not found. So during all of this, Mark's parents arrived to Matamoros and handed out over 20,000 missing person flyers. And um, they offered a $15,000 reward to anyone who could help locate their son. Um, they met with Attorney General Jim Maddox, Texas Governor William Clements, and U.S. Senator Lloyd Benson to assist them on the case. Texan officials planned to talk to um, the Governor Americo, <laughs> you know, just this name that I'm going to butcher. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just to try to get the people of Matamoros more involved. You investigate U.S. investigators we're starting to get frustrated because they felt like Matamoros authorities were acting really slowly or purposefully leaving out information because, you know, they're corrupt as fuck. That's kind of notorious. Yeah. Uh, finally, there was a break in the case made by none other than some uh, Mexican police officers. So, yeah. Fuck you for the U- U.S. investigators just assuming they're all corrupt because yeah. some Mexican police officers saved the day. April 1st, 1989, two Matamoros police officers, um, they were stationed at a routine checkpoint near Santa Elena, you know, the ranch where Mark Kilroy was sacrificed at, when they saw an unmarked vehicle speed through the checkpoint without stopping. They were immediately suspicious. um, And the the man who's driving the vehicle was this guy. His name was Serafin Hernandez-Garcia, who was one of the main dudes who kidnapped Mark. So police decided to follow the unmarked vehicle, um, and they were led to a ranch. So they sat outside the ranch for about 30 minutes, and then finally Serafin left the ranch. The officers decided to investigate. It didn't take long um, until the officers were able to find a ton of drugs, and they walked into a storage (laughs) shed that was literally just filled with like cultist artifacts like there were altars animal heads beads spells like the most like cliche stereotypical movie-esque movie shit you could think of yeah like area was in this sword shed so the officers were like okay 
okay. <laughs> they're like, this was a bigger deal than we expected. Yeah, okay, Natasha. And they're like, okay, they're like, this is probably going to be obviously bigger than this just one guy. So let's like get evidence and let's like really fucking Ooh, crack yeah. this down. Um, so it took about a week. Um, then on April 9th, the officers returned with backup and they were able to raid the ranch. Um, they arrested multiple cultists and the ranch owner, um, they brought them on to custody. The cultists were really relaxed because they truly believed that they would be let go because human sacrifice protected them, as we talked about in Adolfo's backstory. Yeah. Well, they were wrong, obviously. They were fucking wrong. Um, the ranch owner was like, holy fucking shit. Thank God you guys are here. Like, these cultists have been threatening my life. Like, they pretty much told me if they couldn't use my ranch, they would murder me. And, like, my brother got involved with them. So that's they got involved with their ranch. Like, Whoa. like holy fucking shit. Like, help. Yeah. Fuck. And then, they're, then the help officers were like, okay. They're like, hey, by any chance, do you recognize this guy? And they showed the ranch owner a picture of Mark Kilroy. And he's like, yeah. he. I saw him at my ranch three weeks ago. And he, then he's like, he was in like the cultist shed, essentially. And so the officer le- officers Holy were shit. like, ding, 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 motherfucker. We figured it out. So investigators started interrogating the cultists, and it wasn't long until all of them just completely broke apart and told the investigators everything they ever, they've ever wanted to know. <sighs> they confessed to the murder and sacrifices of Mark Kilroy. They confessed to the murder of 14 other people. They confessed to being part of the drug cartel. They gave the investigators Adolfo and Sarah's names and the potential whereabouts. They showed them where Mark was buried. They showed them where the 14 people were buried. I mean, they show them the drugs. This is where we killed them. Yeah. Like they (laughs) were like the worst people to have in your gang because they gave the officers every single piece. Like information the officers weren't even asking for. They were given. Jesus. Um, Now, they were the investigators were taken to the ranch where, again, these cultists just showed them all of their sins. Um, Investigators concluded that the majority of the victims that were in that pit um, were rival drug dealers and not random sacrificial victims of the cult. Three out of the 15 bodies, however, have never been identified. Oh, man. Mystery, Jane and John Doe's. Um, they also found 243 pounds of marijuana, 108 <laughs> grams of cocaine, 12 firearms, Shit. three machine guns, and 11 cards. cars. They found Mark's brain in a <sighs> pot. They found a goat's head, chicken feet, turtle shells, sage sticks, headpieces, horseshoes, coin soaked in you animal blood. You can see blood. pictures of this. I was looking at them two minutes ago. Yeah, like you kind of name it. and You they... can see the pot. Yeah. So now um, investigators had the bodies. They had the drugs. They had the occult items. They had some of the occultists. Now all they need are the leaders. So Adolfo Conzanzo escaped with Sarah Aldrete. Wow, I said their names differently every single time. That's cool. Um, they escaped together after they discovered that the ranch was being investigated. U.S. and Mexican law enforcement agencies carried out an international manhunt to locate Constanzo and the rest of his cult members. They searched in Miami, Chicago, Texas, Mexico, Puerto another Rico. Club. Like, you name all. Another, another club. club. Another club. They were looking everywhere for him. Um, along the way, they found more, more and more cult members. They seized guns. They seized drugs. They found more crazy occult shit. For example, they walked into a condo that was completely drenched, floor to ceiling, and blood. Shit Whoa. like that. 
um, they went into multiple of Constanza's apartments. They in one of the apartments they found a hidden room with altars and a ton of gay porno. So, same fucking gay. So <laughs> That's same. my room. Altars and gay porn. Corey's like hiding in the back, like. <laughs> <laughs> and you weren't even like born yet when this is happening. So you're like pre-mortal existent corner. My spirit's like twerking in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> but like the ceiling corner. <laughs> um, so they, another apartment, they found um, all of the bloody belongings of Zelda, or not Zelda, of Sarah Adalte. Um, like her purse, her wallet, like bloody clothes, things like that. Making them believe that Adolfo murdered her. Plot Shit. twist, he didn't. They were just trying to fool the police. Um, word spread eventually of a man seeking a witch in Mexico City. Police were like, okay, maybe that's our guy. They went to Mexico City. Um, and then they talked to a bunch of witnesses. Wait, wait. They had one lead that one man in the entirety <laughs> of all of the billions of people that live in Mexico City looking for a witch. And it, and it panned out. Damn. I know. <laughs> Good guy who chose his lead. Holy shit. You know, I mean, they at this point went to like different states and countries like they were there, obviously there exploring. are currently two thousand men in mexico city right now seeking a witch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh i guess this one was suspicious enough to make word spread about it okay <laughs> so police went there they found a bunch of clues leading them to believe that adolfo was there they they interviewed a bunch of people a bunch of shit happened so much stuff happened to lead them to an address that it's like it's a case file in itself, but like not an interesting enough case file. But shit happened. Manhunt happened. We've all w- watched manhunt movies. Yes. They got an address. Then on May 6th, 1989, the police rolled up to the address um, of a building that they believed to, be- to belong to Adolfo Constanzo. That's so crazy that they tracked these people down. Right. That's crazy. So they were right. This Constanzo was kicking yeah. it. He looked outside of his window. He noticed that he was fucking surrounded. So he was like, okay, no other choice. So he whipped out a machine gun police and started suicide. open firing on all police. the police officers. No. He ran out of ammo. No one was dead. Adolfo oh, nice. was like panicking. And so he like yelled it to a cultist and demanded that they killed him as the ultimate sacrifice. And if they refused, he'd bring them down to hell. So Constanzo then ordered to a cultist to kill him as an ultimate sacrifice. And if they refused, he'd bring them down um, to hell they did as they were told because like they're you know cloak wearing cultists that like obey their master uh-huh um, and then one of them even died with him police stormed the building they found adolfo dead and then they also found sarah dante just kicking it there who they thought was dead this entire time Jesus. she was like oh uh, oh officers shit i can't believe you're oh here God. and they found a couple more cultists just like standing over the body they're all arrested sarah immediately denied any involvement in anything she was like i just started the initiation process into this cult and the police were like fuck yeah you did they're like yeah okay yeah sure yeah bitch sarah um along with mark's kidnappers and multiple 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 cultists were all arrested and charged with a variety of crimes from yeah. drug smuggling to murder uh, you can to, see his body his dead shot body to crazy shit multiple people arrested lots of stuff each person got between either 18 months or 50 50 50 years in prison so finally Mark's killers were either dead or caught. Thank God. Here we are. That was a lot. 
Now I only have a few more points to make. Um, now, after the police found Mark's body back in April, so this is before the big climax of the machine gun apartment raid, uh-huh. while Sarah's like, oh my God, oh what my am God, I doing here? I, I can't didn't believe do anything. this. Um, back when his body was found in April, they transferred his body to Texas and the family held a funeral. Over 1,200 people attended. Um, shortly after that, the ranch where Mark and the 14 others were murdered was blessed and then burned to the ground. Shit. And then two months later after that, so around the time that this big <laughs> epic shootout happened, um, Mark's family founded the Mark Kilroy Foundation, um, which promotes drug awareness, education. <gasps> just scared the hell out Jesus. of me. She's so nuts. Um, which promotes drug awareness, education, and prevention through the Just Say No campaign. Um, Mark Kilroy was murdered and, and sacrificed by a satanic drug dealer. So naturally, the family founded like an anti-drug foundation yeah. and an anti-drug violence foundation. Um, they have partnered with a ton of other organizations to help get kids through college, specifically med school, since Mark's big dream was to become oh, a doctor. Oh, that's so cute. Um, every single year... Since, like, 1989, they hand out multiple scholarships to people all around Texas um, to put them through college. So it's pretty cool. Like, they have helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, like, thousands, pretty much, of kids, at-risk youth, get off drugs, stay off drugs, and get an education. Mark Kilroy was murdered, was sacrificed by a crazy, satanic cult leader. Um, But that leader's dead. The other cultists were only in prison for max 50 years. So some of them are still kicking in prison. Um, But through his murder, lots of kids have been getting help since then. It's fucked up. The whole story is fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. So That's that's so random and fucked up. Spring break forever. Spring break forever. (laughs) That's just, it's just so random. It's just like when you grow up, you're like, why is everyone so scared? And always says like anything can happen. And this is a perfect example. It's just like. Yeah, you know, 99.99% chance nothing's going to happen to anybody going out, even just like a lone girl walking, you know, drunk down the street. But it's just like... like depends where you are, but yeah. Depends on... Yeah, definitely depends on where you are, but it's like you're not going to be... Guaranteed. Guaranteed, captured, blah, 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 blah. But we're also worried and it's just like, you know, sometimes you're like, oh shit, like we're fine. It's okay. We're not drunk. We're not being stupid. My friends are right there around the corner. Like I'm fine. Yeah. But then like, no. <laughs> then, then no. Well, that's the whole thing right? where it's like at any second, like you could just, we could be walking together down the street, Corey. Yeah. You're like, Chana, give me 30 seconds. I have to go do something. Yeah. And I could be gone. Like if somebody wants to hurt you, they somebody will. is going to hurt you. Yeah. It, it's pretty crazy. Cause also like growing up for me since i was only two hours away from like the california mexico border yeah i always heard like the horror stories things like this happening in parts of mexico yeah where it's like channel don't ever go to mexico alone because like ow s'mores ow yeah <laughs> sorry s'mores being so crazy oh <laughs> but yeah i like grew up hearing like the crazy stories like this happening in mexico where it's like one minute you're there and the next minute you're gone. Whether it's from the drug cartel or a satanic cult drug cartel, it's like... Yeah, or just child sex slavery, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I was 11 when we went to Mexico the first time and my dad, like, grabbed onto my wrist, like, the entire time. Yeah, because I... Well, especially in Texas, I bet, like, your family heard this story because it was yeah, everywhere in Texas. Definitely, yeah. Like, I when I was reading about, like, like, the news went crazy. Like, 
so many people they, got involved. They probably moved to Houston like in 1989. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, your parents heard about the story. So that yeah. was probably especially why they're afraid to take you to Mexico because the story only happened if you know 10 years before you went to Mexico. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's pretty crazy that in the matter of like a minute, everything can change. Like you could just That's go so pee crazy. and I could be gone forever. And he's just like standing out in front of a bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. What the like I. I've been in. We've I, done that. I was a, like when I went to Puerto Vallarta, went to the bachelor party. We like all just got super drunk and split up. And it was like 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. And I ended up having like really fun threesome. Nice. <laughs> okay, story time. <laughs> so literally it was the first night we all went out. Yeah. And we got drunk. And I was like, there was this really hot like Latino daddy that was there like silver you know like you know not like salt and pepper hair just like really hot like latino daddy and so i was hanging out with him the entire night and then we went into the bathroom and started making out and then literally like or spencer came in like the one of the main guys i was with and he was like hey everyone else left do you need me to wait for you wink wink or do you are you good and i was like i'm good we continue making out and then like five minutes later the dude's like hey like i'm gonna go and i'm like Wait, you can't just leave me like I you literally watched me say bye to my friends because you were leading me on that we were going to go to the place and have sex. But all he wanted to do is make out and like, you know, grab my penis. I don't know. (laughs) Grab my penis. Literally, I was so like dumbfounded and drunk. I was like, wait, wait, what? (laughs) Like, you don't want to have sex. Okay, that's fine. But like, okay, whatever. Um, So he just leaves and I'm like, it's 2 a.m., I'm alone, like, in Puerto Vallarta, just walking down the streets. And I literally saw this dude, and he was, like, hitting on me. And and so he was like, hey, I don't really know. And I was, like, trying to ask him a question in English really quickly. And then I was like, oh. And he was like, oh, I don't really know English that well to help you. And then so I just, like, busted out my Spanish and was like, hey, can you, like, help me out? And he was Hot. like, oh, cool. And he was like, oh, well, wait, let me go get my boyfriend. And our house is just like five minutes up the way and you can just spend the night at our house. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah. Okay, yeah. See, as as a woman going through that experience, that I'd would be, be the like, most oh, terrifying I'm experience. Tonight. Yeah, but this guy was like five ten and like I could, you know, punch him out if I needed to. But agreed. If I was a woman, I'd be like, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'd be like, I guess I'm never seeing tomorrow. Yeah. I would just walk up to like the bartender and be like, I will suck your penis if I can just go to your house tonight and be not killed. Totally. <laughs> Please. Like I will do anything to not be killed tonight Please. <laughs> but yeah that's my i don't even know how we got on that but uh, no i just like i did the same exact thing that that guy was doing yeah exactly and then uh except they were just like the super straight version of that <laughs> yeah well super straight version but then he even like his friends were still with him yeah whereas like you were alone my the bachelor party that i was with like literally didn't see me until like 11 a.m the next morning and they were like oh where were you did you have fun and i was like i could be fucking dead yeah (laughs) instead i had a threesome but (laughs) i could be fucking dead but you could be dead yeah it's pretty crazy that like things can change in a matter of seconds It's, it's it's very scary and like i remember when i um first like went to college and stuff like BYU didn't have like a spring break but I remember like before I realized that BYU didn't have a spring break like my mom had like a whole conversation with me about how you hear about shit going wrong in spring break kind of all the time because everyone's so crazy inebriated yeah exactly that like shit just goes wrong like it's so easy to take advantage of somebody and like hurt someone and so I just slipped some g 
into your like alcoholic drink yeah exactly so i've always been like afraid of like the crazy spring break parties so i'm like oh man i'm like people just die all the time yeah and yeah this one it scares me because like i feel like this the mark kilroy because i go through like a lot of murders i mean it's been 40 we're like 46 murders deep now yes each one's really scary 46 murders deep. but like hot but this one <laughs> to me is like the most um realistic to happen yeah. to us I, I don't yeah i was sitting here and i was like why is this sort of like hitting home weirdly yeah more than the others right now because yeah. i feel like this could happen to us almost more likely than the other ones well, we've like been in we've been, we've been in, in these situations danger more dangerous situations totally totally yeah yeah so that's why oh, I like oh, yeah and then like in in san diego sorry to interrupt but like no, in okay. san diego where y'all were like hey we're going home Corey," and i was like no i'm with this hot brazilian guy y'all go home i'll be okay and then i walked 45 minutes home yeah exactly. <laughs> i could have been totally fucking killed yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's just just shit like this like this story could really happen to any of us yeah any any person so that's why it's so freaky because it just happened just like like he was gone within 30 seconds he was kidnapped and within 36 hours he was sacrificed to satan what the fuck happy halloween (laughs) happy halloween One minute you're out at the club getting drunk with the hot girl. The next minute you're being sacrificed to Satan, yeah. literally. Fucking spring Holy break shit. forever. I that's, know it's freaky. That's so that's so crazy. That's so random. But yeah, sorry. That, that was a long segment of mine. It like it like sounds when you sum it up like that. It sounds so fantastical, but it's also so real. It's so real, yeah. That's so crazy. So yeah, Ugh. there we go. Have, that's my very long segment today. Anyways, how's your sex life? Yeah, my sex life is great. We're doing good. <laughs> I'm not being sacrificed to Satan. Yeah. Um. What am I doing with my life? So what did we do this past weekend? Uh, Tyler's birthday party. Tyler's birthday D&D, party. Bunch of stuff. D and D. So we had Tyler's birthday party. That was super fun. Tyler's huh? birthday party was super fun. Yeah. What it? What happened? Did I go? I had to go home that night because I needed to plan D and D. Oh my god! And was I, it the scariest drive in the world? For holy you? shit! That was intense rain. It was like okay. Yeah. So and there's a ton of construction. Yeah. So both Corey and I can't see. So we're yep. both wearing our glasses. Number he one. left like 20 minutes before me. We were drinking, but we we're both definitely sober enough to drive. You actually got home before I even got home because I talked to Kyle in the car for like 20 minutes. Okay. So, so yeah. So we were both sober enough to drive, but probably like if if you pulled us over because we live in Utah, if I just smell wine, I would feel a breathalyzer. So like I'm already we were fine. We like uh, they they lowered it to 0.5, but I was fine. I was or I mean I had stopped drinking. Yeah, we stopped two drinking and a half a while hours, before. three hours before I even left. But still, yeah. I'm already like a little paranoid because I'm like, okay, no, like, true, because they lowered it home, to 0.05. Hour drive, and I and it wasn't raining up in Salt Lake when we left, and it was three o'clock in the morning, so no one's out on the roads. But for whatever reason, everybody was out that night. There, yeah, there were like so many fucking people, a lot of cars so for some reason. We're driving the freeway. A third of its construction, it's pitch black. So where the construction is, there's no lights. In Utah, they don't do reflective lines. They so do we not. can't see the lines, and it's pouring rain. So I literally And y'all, could it's not literally just like cones that are just like, hey, this five-lane highway is now a two-lane yeah. highway. Go. So I couldn't even see like where it's supposed to be. So I kept on trying to follow semi-trucks. So at least I would follow a semi-truck and like not be swerving the lines because I was trying to like not like it was a whole yeah. domino effect of just shit show like I was literally shaking <gasps> like towards the point of the mountain because I couldn't like to the point where I was like do I need to just pull over and I was like no I'm gonna get murdered if I pull yeah. over no yeah I put on like um I just repetition Lana. oh you did I put on like repetitious uh re- repetitious repetitive 
Thank you. <laughs> repetitious, same feel. Not, not okay, repetitive feel. sounds. Yeah, I put on like repetitive music because yeah. it like helps me zone in slash yeah. zone out, but zone in at this time and it like calm me down. Yeah, yeah. no, I just turned on Lana because I was so like focused because it was like rough. Yeah. Like I literally, I was like, I am a little, I was scared. No, like, yeah, I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make it home. And I was like, and if I get pulled over by police officers right now, like, like I knew I was okay to drive. Like I stopped drinking two hours before I was like sober, but I was like so fucking scared of like i i like it was so hard to see the line oh yeah because like, if i get pulled over yeah. and if i blow something is not like a like a zero yeah. zero <laughs> they're gonna think i'm drunk which i'm not and i was like oh my yeah, god because you're swerving all over because i couldn't there's see no anything. way you can't not swerve all exactly over. Yeah. so it was like a whole yeah. domino effect of just anxiety and i didn't have xanax and so it was like so fucked up well, and it's like 2 33 a.m on a saturday night so there's like also like actual drunk drivers out trying to drive in this exactly so you're like, holy fuck and like, so i was yeah. super scared of that too because like i was driving around i was like i don't know what's gonna happen so yeah. i was like shaking because I, and i like i remember like thinking i was like oh man like like i wish god was real so i could pray <laughs> someone right now to make sure i could be home you're safe. like you're like Boos and Lana Del Rey yeah. and Lucifer. Please I was like, help can me. someone please make sure I go home safe? Because I, I just kept on thinking of that. I was like, I can't leave Jordan and the cats and like you behind. Yeah. I was like, I have to make it. It's so fucking yeah, scary. It was, it was a very intense. It got like, and it luckily it would go like on and off. Yeah. Yeah. But like every seven minutes, it, it was, was like crazy. no rain, light rain, pouring, no rain, light rain, And it was pouring. pouring where like no matter how fast my windshield wipers are going, yeah, you could barely see a few feet. Yeah. I you. think I slowed down to like 45. Oh, yeah. Like me three too. different times. Yeah. To the point yeah. where like when we were passing, when I was passing the warehouse, I like made a note and I was like, if it is raining at the warehouse exit, I'm just getting off and going to the warehouse tonight. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I like, it's not worth it You're worth like, it I'm done. Me. No. Yeah. It was an intense. That was an intense drive. Um. What else happened next day? Oh, D&D. So we were supposed to have our last session of D&D, but I planned a little bit too much. So we ended up just getting through the last dungeon crawl. And they're literally at the like save point slash room with all the health packets. Lol, the (laughs) safe room. The safe room before the boss. So they're literally like, we are playing this weekend on Sunday and it'll end a two year and nine month long campaign. This will be our 72nd uh, session. Crazy. Yeah. That's and then fun. they will defeat the boss or they will TPK'd and, and then we'll start a new, what we're going to do is over the next, um, over the, over the next month, because it's October or this month, it's so busy. We're going to try and meet once for like three hours and just do like a session zero okay. where you just like lay house rules and everybody makes their character and and like introduces their character Fine. and like set expectations and goals and stuff um and then we'll start playing in november fun yes that'd be so fun oh my god yeah but i will be a player now i won't be the dm daddy yes. and i will still not be playing <laughs> you're like i will still not be playing <laughs> i yeah so it's intense it's, it's, it's a, a lot it's a big commitment. oh and we yeah we are specifically going down to two times a month maybe three times a month instead of like trying to do every week yeah i just can't do it every week because it's too much and then Toulouse too died much. and i was like y'all i'm gonna watch food network for the next yeah. six months so <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> so i was like i'm either <gasps> doing the podcast Ooh, or i've been now. watching halloween bake-off so good sorry i'm interrupting you a lot tonight I was i'm going, sorry i was going to start <laughs> halloween bake-off yesterday but instead a new season of Guy's Grocery Games released on Hulu. So that's oh, what I'm watching. Sounds important. <laughs> oh, it like gets me through panic attacks. And have you been watching the new Great British Baking Show? 
Because yes. they release a new episode every week. Uh huh. So There's so cute. many gay men in this one. I know. Everyone's fucking gay. One of the guys reminds me so much of Davis. He's like. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. I, every time I see him, I'm like, you beautiful motherfucker. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're such a Davis. Because you're Is like. Is he still in it? I haven't watched the newest one. Yeah, he's still in it. Okay, good, good, good. But yeah, because he's like so sweet and so cute and so funny and yeah. so beautiful. And he's like so good at baking. I just like, I get happy. Oh when my I God, see him on that man makes me feel horrible because he like. He is a nurse who then goes around, or a PA who then goes around the world doing humanitarian work. (laughs) And then on his spare time, when he's not learning how to bake enough to be on the British Baking Show, he's like doing, he's like perfect chiseled body. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And then I think he plays like the cello or something. Yeah, and he has like a super cute boyfriend. Like he has every, everything you ever wanted. Like the perfect, like cookie cutter. Not cookie That's the wrong word to use. But like the perfect goals, gay life. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like he is goals, gay life. Yeah. And yeah. So that, and that's what I always think of like with Hiram Davis. They're so cute and yeah, in love cute. and like yeah. beautiful and like doing like doing what they love. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, they're so goals. They're so cute. Shout out to you, Hiram Davis. Shout out. So fuck yeah, Great British Baking Show. Good season. Good season. No old people. Usually there's a ton of old people. Yeah, there's one dude. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all. Young people. For yeah, I love. Do you love the spooky, freaky Halloween? <gasps> I'm girl? so glad. The I first, love her. Yeah, the first episode she didn't do that well, and I was like, "Fuck, is she gonna be one of the like quirky ones that gets?" You know, there's always uh, like yeah. two or three quirky, one, quirky ones that go out within the first three episodes. Yeah. And I was like, "Is she gonna be one?" And then no, like the second and third episode, she did really well, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, bitch!" Like, get it, get it. I get just it. want her in our friend group. She's so weird. I know. I love her. She's like, I'm her fucking house. Too. I know. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and her, like, her wife, her outfit. husband cute yeah i just i love her because she's like everything i wish i was every day just she's like so shameless with her love of spooky also i forget that like every of the new past few seasons that mary berry isn't in it i know like every new season i'm like wait she's not in it right oh yeah she hasn't been for a while mary berry's old (laughs) yeah she's like i'm dying i like prue though but prue is like not as cute as mary berry because mary berry's like oh scrummy moist bottoms rum (laughs) where she just like leans into the alcoholism that mary berry had but it was like (laughs) Yeah, I yeah, I agree. She doesn't do it for me. I like the host though, but that's because the the guy is from the Mighty Boosh. He's old Greg. He, <gasps> he is. Yeah, he's old Greg. Oh, so, I don't like him at all. So every, I love him because I love the I Mighty Boosh. I hate you and Tyler. I hate old Greg. I love old Greg. It's the stupidest it, it's it's the stupidest comedy ever. It's just it's pure <laughs> British comedy. It's so stupid. No, I fucking hate it. I it's fucking just, hate it. British Greg. comedy is a little rough. Though. I like I like British comedy, but it's, I don't like I love I love all of the Monty Python skits. I love I'm, Monty I'm Python. I'm not just talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail, We're, but like I just don't like old Greg. Jordan and it's I so went through stupid. a phase last October. Where we were just watching through like hours and hours of Monty Python. Oh, yeah? Some and then, like, Faulty Towers. I love Faulty Towers. Some of it did not age well. Some oh, of the oh, jokes. Yeah. There was, like, this one whole skit where we were, like... <laughs> I was like, uh oh. I was like, uh-uh. ah, because you know how like even when you watch movies from the early two thousands, like Zoolander or Anchorman, yeah, for you're example, like, ooh, you're like, ooh, fuck. Yeah, they're like fag, 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 and you're like, okay. Yeah, you're like, ooh. You're like, you don't have ninety percent of your jokes don't have to be about how a guy sucks on another guy's dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, I'm not gay. You're gay. Yeah, it's like okay. so. Yeah, but uh, I I love it all. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Anyways, the rest of your sex life. What was going on? I haven't, I haven't had sex for a week or two. 
Because I got sick and had the kidney infection. Yeah. So two weeks. It's been two weeks. So you're cured. No kidney infection. No kidney infection. Totally went away. Awesome. Tyler's party, D&D, work. Work. Uh, volleyball starting up. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited um, for you guys. We did scrimmaging last week. And I'm like a sports gay now. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Except for this one time we were playing last week. And the, and the volleyball came. Like, I've been playing. I was playing fairly well. And then, I like, volleyball. the volleyball so came towards me, and it was at the perfect, like, height where I didn't know if I needed to, like, you know, bump it up or, like, you know, bump it with my arms together yeah, yeah. or set it up. I don't so know So someone could say. Stri- So someone could, like, strike? Well, yeah, or I just didn't. No, I was in the back, and I was receiving a serve. So I didn't okay. know whether I should, you know, set it, like, like that? with your fingertips up in the air. Or use your two or I wrists. Should, yeah, or I should use my two wrists and then bump it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, because it, it was at a perfect height for me where it was, like, upper chest but like near my neck i just didn't know so i literally like my body did i literally had enough time to react to do both hand motions and then it got too close to me and i couldn't make the decision so i just ducked out of the way and everybody just started laughing at me and even one guy who's like very like generically hot guy like from chicago just like sports guy just like everybody thinks he's hot he was like, Corey, I love you. And I was like, I was just so ashamed. Like, Aww. it was just like 100%, 100% sports shame. No. And I just like fell in the in the sand on my back and just like laid there for like 30 seconds. That is why I can't do sports. I know. I and, am just full of shame. And, and Kyle and Tyler are so into it. And I just like don't have the confidence. Like, I never had a good experience playing sports. Yeah, totally. To where like my confidence becomes like, like goes from wherever it is now like we have a podcast to like zero yeah like i just feel oh me like a child i feel like a child totally like the last one picked for the team like like i'm just like i'm here i'm never the last person but that's part of it it's people like oh he's tall he looks athletic he's attractive like he'll be good and i'm like no like i have zero confidence in my body like when we play sports (laughs) you're like like, you're like we play D &D every week yeah i'm like i fucking play D. &D. do i i am the dm do i need to explain myself more (laughs) but i like sports i do like playing them when you play them with fun people like gays so it's it's fun. It's it's a good like it's a good growing experience to be like, hey, like you're an adult male, like grow up and have confidence in your body and in yourself. So yeah. it's good. It's good. Yes, bitch. But then also sometimes I stare at a ball that comes at me for what feels like twenty seconds, and then everyone laughs. <laughs> it's okay. That would it's happen fine. to me like a hundred times. That's fine. <laughs> I'd be like, ah, but I would like. I would like twerk on the ball for no reason. And no, I'm like, yeah. Why? And it, I'm like, I don't know. I'm scared. It, it was fun, though. It was fun. And we're going to have fun. We're playing this weekend. Oh, our queer horror night start up tomorrow. Oh, what are you going to watch? We're going to watch The Craft. Duh. Oh, fun. Yeah, fun, we're going to watch it again. Duh. Nice. Because I love that fucking movie. Yeah. Um, and then it's also October 3rd. So we were actually going to watch Chillerama, which I actually said at the beginning. Of oh, my yeah, you did. Fact of fact. But no, because it's October 3rd. We're going to watch Mean Girls after we watch The Craft. And I thought that'd be a cool double feature oh, to watch The Craft and then Mean Girls. Fun. That's, that's so going to be, be a fun one. Yeah. How many people are going tomorrow? Um, I think about like seven to ten. That's a big group. Yeah. I think like seven to ten will be there. I don't, I don't, we probably might not end up watching Mean Girls because tomorrow is the like get your t-shirt mm-hmm. um, volleyball thing going on. And so it goes until like eight. So we're starting an hour earlier tomorrow or later tomorrow. So we probably won't watch Mean Girls, but we might. But the craft is the most important one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun. Yeah, so that's my sex life. I'm done. Yay. Well, Jordan and I had 
super crazy ball slappy sex on Monday. Yes. And then super crazy ball slappy sex yesterday. Yes. And then. <laughs> That's the past two days. <laughs> yeah. And then super crazy ball slappy sex also sometime between Wednesday and like Saturday, Sunday. I don't remember what day. Oh, this though. is last week. Yeah. Because okay. Wednesday to Wednesday is our new podcast schedule. <gasps> yes. Did Tyler's party. We talked about that. Yeah. I have just either been hanging out with friends, getting dicked down, or working. Yes. Casual. No, super normal week nothing Life. too crazy living the dream simone licked s'mores's butthole everybody Cute. simone and s'mores are officially friends it's Lesbians. happened it's only taken us what like five months to make it happen yeah, four months true. and they're finally sisters cute i'm so happy s'mores is in here right yeah she's just dead she's tuckered right out now she's like i'm not <laughs> i'm not on crack anymore yeah it's like she went from like psycho for my entire fucking segment to a perfect <laughs> angel right when i finished my goddamn segment she's like oh the podcast is over i'm i'm tired she's like good night i'm s'more see like oh cute cute little s'mores she's like quit waking me up <laughs> she's like irritated here she's like why the fuck are you annoying me <laughs> yeah she's like cute. but yeah so that's my sex life this week is lots of the first weekend of a lot of fall activities for us yes so it's about to get crazy um so yeah it's happy fall everybody happy, happy halloween fall. Happy Halloween. it's time to get spooky yes so anyways house your sex life bye bye guys see you next week stay spooky